Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Hey man, did you say we weren't gonna do 1999? Did, did I say that? Yeah, because at the end of the decade it was so bad with new metal and Latin pop everywhere and like Creed. I mean, that sounds like something I would have said. I mean, yeah, these lists are fun, but do we really want to do 1999? Like, is that a year we're looking forward to covering? Limp Biscuit, Jennifer Lopez, Creed? I, I, I mean, yeah, we can do whatever needs to be done, baby. Ain't no thing. You just let the captain know where he's flying the ship. What if we did 1989? Prince put out a record. Bob Dylan put out a record. A great one, actually. His last great one till like 2001. I mean, Time Out of Mind is great, but, you know... Huh, maybe I did say that. Wait, how did I hear your flashback? Is that how you hear yourself? Is that how you hear me? I can't begin to wonder where you came up with this stuff. I mean, truly, you're, you're out there, man. Cat. Just a strange cat, my friend. There's no scrubs here as we back that ass all the way up to 1999 for another Billboard list breakdown next on Over Under Fair. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Over Under Fair, your final word in pop culture relevance. <laughs> Man, I feel like your host, Dave Roldan. <laughs> Who else would you feel like? Dave? How's everybody doing? We're good. Over here, uh, let's, see, let's look at the introductions. Uh, 702 asks where my girl's at, and I've got one in the studio, Lacey McGraw. Front, front to back, see as you're feeling that. <laughs> now put one hand up, can you repeat that? That's it? Yeah. Okay, okay. That was inspired. Thanks. How you doing? Good, I'm hype, I'm hype, I'm I, hype. It is dripping off of you. <laughs> <laughs> I drank like a pot of coffee this morning, an energy drink on the way over, had a McChicken, I'm good. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm that, here. I'm here for Everyone it. knows that is the hype trifecta. I don't know where this white claw shit came from recently, but that's Lacey has the Lacey has the formula. She always has. <laughs> and uh, also here, feeling like a freak on a leash, my uh, cohort in arms here, producer Roger Castillo. I'm telling you, I'm more like Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. I'm feeling, I'm an all-star. I got my game on. I'm ready to play. Okay, so that song was playing on the radio on my car ride over here, and I stopped because, like, I heard that distinct, you know, as I was flipping through, and I was like, oh, this is on that list. It is. And then I have to say that, like, there's some pretty poignant lyrics in that song. <laughs> is that where we've come to 20 the, years later? The years stop coming and they don't stop coming. That's it. That's the only point. Okay, lyric. so that's the line. It's, that's the it's line. just that line. And I was like, and I stopped and I was like, I finally realized, I wish I would have heeded that warning in <laughs> I 1999 you, when I was 14 years Smash old. Smash mouth Steve. Yeah. And to mention, I did not know his name until just I Google it just now. Because <laughs> as soon as you threw it to me, I'm like, wait, what, 90s, what 1999 singer could I put off really quick? And you said, you said corn, I'm like, crap, I go with John Davis. I'm like, nope. Stick to Steve Harwell. Nope, nope. I'm the Smash Mouth yeah. guy. The guy that inspired Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He taught him everything he knows. He was Bad like, Guy Fieri was all. like, you know what? I don't have any, I can't sing, but you know what I can do? I can go to barbecues. 
but I want to dress exactly like this guy. Yeah. That was who Guy Fieri idolized in the 90s. It would explain a lot. There's a yeah. lot of similar aesthetic. And both of them seem interested in having a good time, and that's okay. Yeah. And bad you know? jobs. Wearing flashy yeah. shirts, bleach tips. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and we we at least are uh, from their Twitter presence aware that Smash Mouth hates Nazis, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was on an episode of Divers, Diners, Divers, or Divers, Divers, Divers and Drives. Yeah, he was on an he episode. Wa- yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> they probably had to do it because someone, somebody probably was like, "I'm just saying, you never seen those two guys in the same room together." Yeah, and then they had to. It was like, like Chad no. Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah. Like they had to have a drumming contest just so people could understand that they are in fact two separate people. That's yeah, that checks out. I think we, I think we uncovered it. That has to be the truth. Conspiracy theory. Mm, and that's that's what we're here for. That's what our podcast has turned into. It's a conspiracy theory podcast. That one debunked. Two different people. We're doing good yeah, work. Yeah, we're barely five minutes in. We've already debunked a conspiracy theory. So I think we're in good shape, boys. Yeah, man. We're in good shape. Top efficiency. This is promising for how the rest of this is going to go. So if you have not heard one of these episodes before, this is our deep dive look into a list, uh, listing out 20 years ago, like the best of the best of that, whatever list it is we, we determined to pick. This one is the Billboard Top 99 of 1999. It's an editor's pick, like a staff pick. So they aren't, the criteria isn't necessarily like, oh, these are where all of these finished on the charts. Because some of these songs didn't even chart. It's a, it's a comprehensive gathering of like all of the f- popular songs or important songs or, you know, temporarily zeitgeisty songs that were integral to 1999, the music year. And we... As, as we are wont to do, like I said, this is our fourth one, we like to take those lists and tell them they are wrong by <laughs> reassembling some of the songs that we feel are getting short shrift or taking some of the songs down a peg that probably have too much hype or credit around them still 20 years later. Um, Lacey, welcome back. It's been a while since you've done one of these, just by the way time works out. Yep. So I'm glad to have you here for this one. This I am is, excited. To- there's a lot to uncover and unpack on this list. There's so much. Yes, and I very, so very vividly year. remember a lot of these songs being popular. And this was like a good time in music for me because yeah. I was discovering things that I had never really listened to before, like different genres and stuff. So, you know, I'm excited to be here for this one. I'm excited because first and foremost, this is the year I graduated from high school, so this is. Oh a, my god! A yeah, I know. We are. We're hitting all of these anniversaries. Okay, okay. Without really quick, without saying it, um, like what it was, is your graduation song on this list? No. Okay, then tell us what your graduation song was. Please don't say graduation song by Vitamin C. No. <laughs> we got tonight by Bob Seger. <laughs> What? Yeah. Are you sure you graduated in 1999? That is some Michigan ass shit. (laughs) Lacey, we decided originally it was going to be Prince's 1999. A 100% makes sense. Right. But the student council, the four people, the student council. Government. The government. No, everybody voted. We all voted that 1999 by Prince was going to be it. It was going to be our graduation song. The student council and her the president and her boyfriend and then some of the other people in the student council didn't like that because Bob Seeker's We Got Tonight, they got no votes. None. And I was there. Then two weeks later, they were like, oh, based off administering pressure, administrator's pressure from <laughs> yeah, okay, the principal, sure. we had to change it to Bob Seeker's We Got Tonight. <laughs> the song that no one wanted. And everybody after that. So all your principal th- was Bob Seeker in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> he just oh. had on like. 
a wig, <laughs> a, like a blonde wig, and like I think that Prince is a bad influence. Yeah, <laughs> you need, I don't actually you, know how Bob Seger sounds when he talks. You like. need shelter <laughs> from this graduation. Um, dun, no, dun, but dun. Dun, no, but the, uh, the the screwed up part was all the burnouts. Like everybody was united on getting 1999 voted on. After that, Prince ev- for the people. Everybody checked out. No one cared. No one showed up to prom. No, barely no one showed up to graduation because Scandal. the student council was a bunch of bitches. Well, here we are, man. 20 years so, later. And I hope you feel bad, all of you, because I'm sure you're listening. Student council. I won't say what high school, although yeah, we may you, have mentioned it before, but either way, yeah. it doesn't matter. You authoritarian bastards. Don't you believe in democracy? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, anyway. we are, we're still a couple of years away from my high school graduation, but I am, I'm kind of dreading hitting that 20 year mark because I'm going to have to face that again of just like a, man, you don't ever think about this. And then you think about it and you're like, Oh fuck, I'm old. That, this list did that for me. This yeah. list did that for me. This yeah. list did that kind of, but I'm still in high school at this point And I'm like, yeah, but this is kind of the fun time that I remember this, this year specifically was like a kind of a weird confluence of a bunch of shit happening at once in my life that was all good mostly so i was in middle school and then fuck you well in in 1999 though i started high school so like i ended eighth grade and then went into okay my freshman year high it's a real transition year for you then it was that's what i said it was a transition and there's god knows (laughs) there's enough songs on here to make 99 like a transition year in general like it's it's a weird list. Like just looking over some of the yeah. stuff, I'm I'm amazed at the at sort of the width that it covers, but also how narrow some of it seems when you think about just all of what was happening that year and this is kind of what the popular music shook out to be. I don't know. Yeah, I was just gonna say the the one thing I took away from this list was first and foremost some of the descriptions and I quote the, I I'm not gonna name the song, is a Fred Snyder techno jam we never knew we needed. <laughs> what the fuck? Wordsmithing, first of all, like it's just I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, you're gonna sing like this. They never do it in that song he mentions. And uh, I mean, that sounds like something we needed, right? We didn't know it. <laughs> I didn't know that we needed that until you just did it. Now I'm glad we have it. What you did, I don't know what the fuck song you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I wasn't gonna say it just to spoil. If you would like to follow along at home, uh, to reiterate, it is on Billboard.com. It is the greatest. Is it the greatest? Greatest ni- songs of 1999, top 99. Yes. Okay. So that is the official title of the list. So you can, you know, put it in your Google machine and go ahead and find up, you know, your list so you can kind of track with us if you'd like. Uh, we took from this and we are going to do a couple of songs for each of us on the underrated aspect and the overrated as not aspect spectrum. So we're going to, we're going to finagle around our own personal choices and our, you know, our opinions. Do you guys, I guess a little, a little bit of questioning about the methodology. What do you use to determine where you fall on how you rate these songs? Like I, I will speak, you know, for me, it's mostly incredibly personal of just like, Oh, I hated that song and I loved this song. But in some cases, I can I can divorce my personal opinion on some of these songs to objectively see that they were definitely great songs and deserve higher spots or lower spots on the list despite what I might think about them. What what is some of like your what Lacey we'll start with you. What is your way to approach how you do this? Um yeah, I, kind of a mix of both to be honest. Like I kind of I I can't I can't just look at a song and be like, "Wow, I really really hated that." And 
it needed to not be number one or something because you know obviously every some of these songs were really really popular and they were on you know receiving airplay for a long time and still still are are. yeah a lot of them um even actually one of my ones that i thought was was overrated um I, I think that it's still receiving. I still hear it on the radio all the time. But, you know, I don't know. I, I tried to take that into consideration. But also, you know, some of the songs I hated and I thought that yeah. they shouldn't even be around. The no, list. that's like, totally fine, too. Yeah, that, that's OK. Like I said, that's how I do it. Like this is this is our list. Like we are making our own list. Yeah, and, yeah. And this is a, you know the jumping off point for that. Roger, same question. I approached this list as I, I took the, the approach was kind of like I combed through it as a first of all, some of it was I, I had to think about it taking away what I liked bias wise because 1999 for me in terms of music was one of those years where I was listening to more older stuff because I didn't really get into classic rock and all that until later part of the 90s. Well, so was your whole school. I mean, Bob yeah. Seeger was obviously a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Bob Seeger, Led Zeppelin. That was cl- played among my friends at that time. So the only person that really... The, so I had to approach it as some of these songs I found out later versus... And then some of the songs I was thinking about at the time that I did listen to at the time. So I had to kind of think, like, take approach and separate, okay, what did I enjoy then? What do I enjoy now? And what I enjoyed then was very, very little of this list. Sure, yeah. But I, I, yeah, you know, I, I hear you. So, I, I, you know... I also had to take into consideration like what was popular then because I was listening to like Slipknot and stuff right. too, and I wasn't going to be like that was like the, this was the best. Wait and Bleed was the best song of 1999. Like no, it is I a mean, pretty sweet song. I mean, it's a great song, but <laughs> at the, the same list, time, like I, you know what I mean. I'm not. I, I had to take into consideration what was there, how I felt about it at the time versus how I feel about it now. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff on. There's a lot of stuff missing. This is actually the first year that. We've done this list that I think we're going to have some sort of representation for what isn't on the list. We haven't done that in the past few years that we've covered these, but this is the first year I've noticed a lot of stuff that I personally felt sort of slighted by. Like they missed a Bjork song a couple of years ago, and I'll get over it eventually. But <laughs> not today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> There's a Bjork song on this list, which we might talk about. So mm-hmm. I'm I uh, I was listening to a lot of this stuff because it was just around, but also listening to much more than this so we we aren't going to mention those songs here specifically although i think we're talking about making a spotify a spotify playlist or something yeah it's already already in there okay cool so yeah we will release with this a a best of the rest i guess of like our staff picks for the stuff that didn't make this list but speaking only for what is here i i'm not gonna lie i listened to a shitload of this stuff just because it was around and i did enjoy it like because also you're you know like 14 15 16 at the time you don't have a huge record collection right because you don't have a job it's true but you also being 16 then myself i was also definitely like oh these are stupid yeah you know like a lot of this i was definitely pushed off me entirely but with the benefit of hindsight and being mature about this shit now and actually growing much more into like a pop music sort of first kind of person uh, there's a lot of this stuff that's pretty great. Yeah. I, I was probably unfair to it then. Same. I, we're actually going to talk about one specific song that both you and I were talking about prior to this that mm. I would have never given a second look to back in 1999. And mm-hmm. I didn't, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't, I didn't hear about it till later. I didn't hear it till later. But looking back on it, I'm like, man, I missed out actually. To, to start with them, to start there though, we will, as we do, we look at the number one song and kind of like the stuff that's around it. So like a little bit of a, 
a reserve of the top 10 stuff. And the number one song on this list is Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. I don't think that, I don't think any other songs on this list replace that song. I feel like this is, you know, this is the appropriate selection for the number one song of 1999. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was everywhere. And it's it's a good pop song. Looking back on it's it, it's like, like a, it's like it's a, a weird sea song. change of like where music was exactly. and to what it became. Yeah, you know, because the year before this, in '98, we were we were talking about Aaliyah was the number one song, and Lauren Hill was right behind her, mm-hmm. and that was great. And then here we are now, and like the top ten is littered with this type of stuff, like "Baby One More Time," "I Want It That Way" by the Backstreet Boys, you know, um, all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two. Like we're we're in a it basically we're looks in a like, different place now <laughs> it looks like the pages of one of my teen beat magazines from back then <laughs> yeah 100 i feel like like music like this started like gaining like steam among like even just the mainstream like it wasn't just something that like i was listening to as a young teenager it was something that like okay like my grandma probably knew this song because like it was getting airplay it was omnipresent you know, it wasn't just song. like for that niche like market of teen girls and you know teenagers like it was it was out there like all of this stuff was. oh sure so yeah i mean i i agree i think this song was it was everywhere it was huge i liked it back then even if i didn't want to admit it yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my friends but you know it, it and it's still out there roger britney spears <sighs> britney spears and christina aguilera like britney spears didn't really move the needle for me until her the oops i did it again okay um okay. i just didn't and so you're, you're a fan of like middle period pretty <laughs> well when, that's still pretty early that's still pretty early. yeah uh and then christina aguilera was that i think it was the um what magazine was it the maxim <laughs> maxim couple years oh, later. okay yeah oh yeah. that was when that was when she went bad girl yeah that's she, what she turned all the into extensions and, yeah, yeah and all the piercings yeah, yeah that but, was like hello yeah it's like it, the black highlights i was yeah underneath. i was here for that too yeah i honestly <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i honestly i'm not gonna lie either and that's why it was like disingenuous to me to say like i they they didn't really blimp on my radar at that point 1999 christina aguilera and 1999 britney spears were just to me just too like sugary tiger as Lacey eloquently said it tiger beat people i just didn't really pay attention to honestly christina aguilera has moved the needle for me in numerous ways since day one i'm i am hardcore camp christina for a long long time uh time has proven that i think britney spears actually has a better catalog of songs like as for what it is she's doing but christina aguilera had a different career you know what i mean like she kind of moved into a different section of what her music is now and even when she does music because it's less you know it's it's a little little bit less but uh again for the time though like if it's if it's baby one more time versus genie in a bottle is like number one establishing your act songs baby one more time wins in a landslide like it's as much as i love genie in a bottle it's it's a great song it's one of my favorite songs on this list right i definitely i definitely think uh britney spears produced a lot more bangers than yeah oh yeah totally like i like some of christina aguilera's songs and she had a lot of good hit songs but like the the britney spears ones are almost just like they stick out to you much more oh definitely yeah they're very what i like about britney spears is that in that period of time too in 1999, it was just like Jive. It was part of that. I call it the, oh my the, God, the, yeah. the Jive trilogy, which is Backstreet Boys, her, 
And I think like O Town, I forgot the other act, like O Town or something like I that. I thought you were going to say OTEP, and I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> Famous jive label mate, OTEP. <laughs> they were really swinging for the fences. I mean, it wouldn't make the worst amount of sense because for like six seconds, ICP technically was on jive. Yeah. So that's like. I guess that, you know, you could say it's possible, but <laughs> they're like, they're, they're the ones that are not talked about. Like we should now speak about this on drive. Yeah. Right. But it didn't, it didn't hold up. And, uh, I'm sad because I would have loved to have seen a Backstreet Boys ICP collab. Oh God. Wouldn't we all, I mean, yeah, that'd be the best. Anyway, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to sidetrack ourselves under what could have been. I'm just thinking about you drive me crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nick Nick Carter talking about the size of his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not 1999. I don't know what it is. Whoa! Oh, we man. really did think the world was going to end. I know. <laughs> it may have. If that would have happened, it Now may we're have, just living in a simulation. Um, let's, let's get into the finer points of the list then. So we consensus more, more or less that this is the, this is the deserving song. But there are 98 other songs. We aren't going to talk about all of them, I guess. But we will talk about many of them. And we usually start with the over because that's the less fun part, although it is more fun because you get to yell about it. So we'll start with the overrated. So we'll we'll all go around and talk about a couple of songs, maybe a couple of honorable mentions that we feel are too high on this list for our own personal or maybe very scientific reasons. And Lacey, we will start with you. So... Kick us off with your overrated tracks from 1999. Both of them? Start with one. You're okay. going to talk about each of them. So. so the first one that I picked was at number 33, Tal Bachman's She's So High. <laughs> um, I have to admit that a lot of this was personal, my personal hatred for this song. <laughs> my continued personal so hatred Lacey, for I, this you song. Don't play it, right? Don't play it. You can play it. No, you I, cannot. There's... Okay. I've fought with you on this before. Okay. The over part of this list, I don't want to hear these songs. Unless there's okay. like a <laughs> unless there's like a really important aspect of what we're doing here. I will never forgive you for playing Sex and Candy on the ninety seven list that we did because you literally made me want to punch you and we we got away with it last year and no nothing bad happened and it was fine. But it was multiple downloaded just, episodes we had last year. Just don't fucking do that again. <laughs> don't ever, ever do that. And if you have any, if your level of hatred for this song is near my level of hatred for Second Candy, then you won't want to hear it either, right, Lacey? That's why I asked you. I just want to be polite. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> Dave, I just it's not that fun. I fly into a rage, but I fly into a rage, and <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think there's nothing. Ab- this song is like the epitome of like light rock, like smooth listening, like if if. People in 1999 who were like in their late 30s to like early 40s were probably like, this song rocks. And nothing makes me hate a song more than people in their 40s telling me that it rocks. So, <laughs> does that does that hold true now for your contemporaries? Like people our age, since we are almost forty, <laughs> like, um, it's it's moved up mid to, to like 30. it's moved up to like late forties, early fifties. Okay, so like, it's it's a sliding scale. I was at, yeah, <laughs> right. it's, it's that's fair. It moves with time, um, and as it should. <laughs> and um, most you know, most of the time now, when people try to tell me that something rocks, they're talking about like something that I also hate, like Seether or Volbeat. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> I, w- I almost just said Volbeat because I knew you were going to say it. But yeah. go ahead. And it reminds me of like over actually yesterday I was camping and uh, the guy at the campsite next to us was listening to a lot of that crappy what I call dad rock, which is like 
see there in Volbeat. And I just imagine that if I had asked him about his music, he was going to tell me that it rocks. And I was going to kick him square in the dick. <laughs> um, you know, so... Either way. Um, yeah, this this is just, it's too, it's, I don't know, it just feels diluted, watered down. Generic. I hate the song. It's just so dumb. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, someone might argue that this is catchy. Like, I, I like to think I know what's catchy, and this song is not that. Like, it's bland as fuck. Yeah, you know what this song is to me? It's, it's like melted vanilla ice cream. <laughs> right, with water added. Yeah. <laughs> You know what this song is? It's the th- NBC Thursday night musty TV lineup '90s song. Like I feel like sure. you could this like probably played on Friday. If there was a CD, <laughs> yes, was a, yes, yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if it was on, a, if there was a Thursday night, like you know how every theme, like ESPN, had a CD. Everybody had a CD in the '90s, like a certain songs or whatever. Oh yeah. If NBC had a musty TV Thursday night theme from 1999 or from 1990 to 1999. This song would be track number 10 because it's towards the latter part of the decade <laughs> and would make numeral sense for yeah. NBC people, executives. Yeah. Okay. But this is a song where you see Ross doing something stupid. And that's the only character I can think of on top of my head right <laughs> and now. And then, like, they're cutting shots and showing, yeah. like, the city. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, oh sure. they're not at the Central Perk anymore. They're at this nondescript building where something else is happening. Yeah. And as they're panning out over the city, it's like, she's so high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's over It's over Central Park. And it's after he meets his now, what, fourth wife? How many times is he getting married on that show? Four or five times? I don't know. 36. 36 times. Okay, so the 30, <laughs> it's, it's number 34 because she was flying out of she was flying into Paris and he was like looking in like in the distance he's flying so high oh, flying to Paris I think you've watched Friends it kind of sounds like you're hitting thing. some actual notes the lyrics are fucking stupid <laughs> they like are they're so stupid. kitschy and he's talking about how like oh she's why would anybody bother like just <laughs> Remember, like the lyrics. What you bother? Essentially, I should have pulled them up just so I could rip them to shreds even more. But it's just, it's just annoying to me. I put this in the same category as that damn. What was that damn song that was a couple? Did I? I don't even know if I was on the list that mentioned it. But that. Um, oh, I can't, I'll fucking think of it. It's another shitty '90s song that they probably played on there VH1 back when VH1 played videos, and for they your were mom. like, they, "Yeah, exactly." When VH1 played videos for your mom instead yeah. of Basketball Wives, this was the shit that they were playing. You have to mention yeah, this is started. It was part of that trend of the '90s where every video is in an abandoned factory, and we have an old-fashioned microphone in is front of that, it. It was. I don't remember yeah, the, the video, video the, for this. The video is the girl. She looked like she could have been the Rocketeer. <laughs> she was taking off her scarf and like she's wearing those stupid glasses. <laughs> she, they're in a factory. It looked like an old clothing factory in New York, and that's why I said the Friends reference. Yeah, that makes because sense. Yeah, it, all, okay. it all checks out. Yeah, it all checks out. Yeah, this is just it's just this is a song that I am we've, not a fan of. Yeah, so. we've talked about it too long. It's it's a bad song. We've we've made this song more interesting by talking about it. I, than, I'm sorry, than this song no, ever no regrets. Was. And no here's regrets. the thing, though, I understand that it was a hit back then, and it still gets radio play. So definitely. I, can, does it deserve a place on the list? Maybe, I guess. Yeah, but maybe, but not in the 30s. Not at like, number 33. There's yeah. so much stuff beneath it on this list that could be bumped way You up. picked it. Way Where back. are you putting this song on this list? If, if you're keeping it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And uh, my next one was at number 19, which I thought was just a teensy bit too generous. And okay. It was Len, Steal My Sunshine. Um, <sighs> I'm ready to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I go ahead. This is another one that just it, this song invokes like a certain sort of feeling for me, and it's not a good feeling. Um, it's a, 
it it should be a good feeling because the song is very much like it's still my sunshine. It's very like, summery. It's very like summery and stuff, but it makes me just feel hungover. <laughs> Almost right. like, like, I don't know. It just makes me feel is it, bad. Is it too sweet? Is it's, that what it is? It's too sweet, but like the lyrics are not really The lyrics that are sweet. nonsense. <laughs> the lyrics are nonsense. And then there's that part that I could never get over and get beyond in the beginning where they're like, hey, let's see what she got up to. And then there's, it's like dialogue. This is and one the guy of is my, yeah. That is one of my favorite things of the 90s, of the the dialogue in between verses and things. Because Weezer did that shit, and like it's on this song. It's on a a handful of songs that I can think of where there's people talking as like a dialogue, and there's a party going on or something, and then all of a sudden a verse breaks out. Brand Van 3000, Drinking in LA does that. Yep, 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 yep. yep. This is a 90s-ass thing that doesn't happen as often anymore. I'm not opposed to it happening. (laughs) I kind of am. (laughs) But, like, I'm not opposed to it happening every once in a while. Like, I... I can't say that that's a thing that you should never do because I'm sure that there's some song out there that it just fits really well in. But this was dumb. And it just, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like guys. It reminds me of guys that I hate. Okay. (laughs) That's what it is. And I think it's the fucking singer with his stupid sunglasses and his wife beater. (laughs) I think that's really what it is. This guy. And he's that hilarious rasp ass voice. He just looks like a 99 jerk off. Like he probably had... (laughs) He had frosted tips, right? No, he was bald. Well, he, but, he has, but he had his hat backwards. He reminds me of a guy who would have frosted tips if he had hair. Yeah, he would have had true. frosted tips. Fuck that guy and his frosted tips. But what? <laughs> what kills me about this song is that I I hated it for a long time, and I still don't love it. But I feel like being this high on this list is actually appropriate for it because it's like it's a really great summer jam, like as right. far as that goes. And I, I mean, it has like an undeniably awesome sample of of, of this. Thank you, Roger. Yeah. So like a superior song to it. Thank but, you. Yeah. You know, like what a great ass song that it it's totally stealing from. But I don't know, man. Like I, I don't love this song, but I I feel like the top twenty is not outside of the like beyond the pale. Again, this is a personal feeling. But this is your pick. So I definitely shit all over. I I thought I agree that this song like it was like the summer jam. But I think for me personally, this reminds me about all the things like I hate about summer, like feeling overheated, <laughs> sticky, and um, bug bites. This song is kind of sticky. Yeah, isn't it? It's yeah, a little like, bit. Don't, yeah. Don't they say something about sticky hands in this song? There's sticky buns. Yeah. Sticky buns. Yeah. Maybe that's why they say sticky buns. And I'm thinking about summertime, and I'm like, I don't want anything to stick in the summer <laughs> nothing and it all does it should all be smooth yeah it never is but. and well lubricated <laughs> yeah i mean but, yeah. <laughs> but no i don't know this song just makes me feel gross for some reason and i hate it and I, i'm yeah i guess i'm um, kind of back you up on that but i do understand that it was like the summer jam of 1999 like everybody loved it this it song was, was like, monumental <laughs> like for this year but I think it could have been a little like I think nineteen is just a little too high. I would have bumped I, it to the thirties somewhere, somewhere in the thirties. I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I wouldn't. I would have been able to live with that. But nine. I saw this at nineteen, and I was like, "Come on, there's there's other things that could have made it up there." There's even. Oh, go ahead, Roger. Go ahead. I was gonna say I agree because also this is the only song in the top twenty. That was kind of a one-hit wonder, if you will, because the rest oh, of the not if you will, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it is. No, no, no doubt. Name because... another Len song, anyone? 
cricket, cricket. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you can you can debate about what's your know, number four, which we'll we, maybe we'll get to. But juvenile uh, is number four, but every other act in the top twenty had some sort of sustainable success. And I agree with Lacey. I think it should be. Whoa, are you trying to call Juvenile one hit wonder? That dude was everywhere. In well, the, 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 he, had a, he had a good yeah, career. He had a good career for a few years. There. He had some stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was all over the radio. But I agree with you. And you, doing Lacey. features and stuff. Oh yeah, he was Juvenile. Yeah, featured. Juvenile had a, Juvenile is not a one hit wonder in comparison to Len. Right. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> that's, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> but like he should. They Don't should, disrespect Juvenile. I have no disrespect for Juvenile, but I he think may this, show up and, and kick your ass for it. He probably would. Um, but no, the. the the list itself it should be in the 30s and 40s. And by the way, the list is available on Spotify. You can yes, find the list, list is available on Spotify. Yeah. Whenever somebody brings up juve, or whenever somebody brings up twerking, I find myself saying things like "back in my day, it was called backing that ass up" because <laughs> it was. And, and then, liked it. and then I realize that I'm a hundred, but I'm also talking about backing that ass up. <laughs> So you're a cool hundred. So I'm like, like when I'm 80, am I going to be like, you working with some ass? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to know those lyrics when I'm like there's an a, old lady. There is a certain sect of, of people. All right, I'll just be fair. There's a certain sect of women. Shout out, ladies. That yep. you can still play these songs in like their vicinity or just mention them to them. Yeah. And you see like a look of recognition on their faces where I'm like, you danced, you danced your ass off to this song at some point. You, and you had, you had a thing. And their like, butt cheeks begin yeah. to involuntarily <laughs> yeah. jiggle. And like, like no they're reason. trying to make sure their kids aren't looking. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of wine moms doing yeah. whatever they do. But the hands are like slowly going yeah. to the knees. Like yeah. it's this. It's this. involuntarily. <laughs> it's like this song. And then, uh, and then Lil John and the East Side Boys to the window yes. or Yining Twins, yeah, yeah, to the wall. Yeah, we. I know y'all freaks. Yeah, <laughs> like, it happened. No. It's cool, man. We don't have to talk about it. I but understand. We all know it happened. And I'm slowly making my way towards being one of those ladies. <laughs> so in like ten years, in like ten years, when I was actually thinking about this the other day because I heard some song that I used to hear when I went to Canada to go to the club all the time when I was like nineteen and twenty. <laughs> you were so cool. I used to drive to Canada so I could drink there, and then I would go to the dance club. Clubs and I heard like an LL Cool J song that used to get played there, and I was like, "Man, oh, I had days. some days." <laughs> <laughs> Just me and LL in Windsor. Oh yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker's <laughs> that whole corner on or, uh, Odette Street right there. Yeah, oh, Roger shouting out the actual <laughs> yeah. Shout out, location. I, yeah, shout out to Odette Street there. <laughs> I wonder Jokers. if those places are still there. No, they're not. They're unfortunately long gone. Oh, Roger's oh, like God. I checked. I checked. I checked. Uh, I checked uh, maybe ten years ago. No, I'm sure. I think. I think if. Uh, if we are saying that this song is overrated, I would definitely agree with you because it's in front of two, three songs that I would put immediately behind, like it behind. Yeah. In in order, the Rough Riders anthem, All Star, and It's Not Right But It's Okay by Whitney Houston. Yeah. Like, right. It's not better than those three songs. Like, so yes, if I if, now if I'm just looking at this objectively, fuck that song. It's not better than exactly. those three songs. That's what I'm saying. Like I just thought so, 19. I. I think it should be high. like 19 is high. Yeah. I just thought 19 was, a, was too high. And because I hate that song so much, I had to choose that one to rant about. That's fair. So yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Roger. My overrated. You're overrated. All right. Well, this was a, first and foremost, uh, it was a tough call because of a lot of songs, but I had to, again, just a, taking a far back view of it, but number coming at number 56 was higher by Creed. Oh man. And, this is the my impression. This was my impression, nineteen ninety nine. Before I checked out the list in detail. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. This song is late nineties, last grasp of quote unquote alternative rock, and it sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a song that should be vastly 
and it's part of kind of tie, like I have a tie for my underrated, but that other song that I'm not gonna mention just yet is that song switch places, but. Creed at this point was, you know, Scott Sapp was drunk with power. He wasn't getting fat and yet. drunk with alcohol. Yeah, like drunk with alcohol. But famously, he's, he's getting a little. He put on some pounds, but he's masking very well. He's on the comeback tour right now. He's been sober yeah. for a bunch of years. He's making songs about the suicides of Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. Because Wait, I, right now? What, yeah, literally right now. <sighs> like he dick. he is touring currently. He was just on like Fox and Friends because they have a whole thing. Going he on never now. stops coming back. He never. He you can't kill Scott Sapp. <laughs> He's got Jesus. How are you going to fuck with that? Jesus, man. He's got yeah. Jesus. I, this, there's a guy who lived down the street from me who loved this band, and I, I constantly ripped on me all the time. He ripped on me because some of my musical choices at the time. I was a big, I was into the police at the time, big time. And he's like, Scott Stapp's got a better vocal range than Sting. I'm like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You can't even be in the same fucking even, block as even me. Even if that were true, let's just hypothesize, hypothesize that that is possibly true. The police musically have never made anything worse than the best Creed song. Like they're so much better than that whole band. Yeah, it's not even a comparison. Like, yeah, and it was what so, a fucking nonsense. Yeah, argument. yeah. This kid, this kid was a douche. Anyways, but uh, no, I and then number sixteen, the Foo Fighters learning. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. I don't want you to jump right ahead of it okay. yet. Because yeah, I, we got to shit we, on. Good we have more. to. We have to take a little bit more time. Like I, I understand we don't have to talk about it forever because none of us like this song or Creed. Right. I think that's fair. I. Oh, you're gonna! I love Creed. Bullshit. I'm sorry. Do you really? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You sold. You can see how you sold it. Lacey, you sold it very well. I, know. Yeah. I like one Creed song, and that's one. That's it. That's the only Creed song I like. I freely admit that I like that song. Yeah, no, that sounds okay. That song's. Yeah. I just can't. Mm-mm. I think it's become. <laughs> that's, that's those are the only words that I have. Or I can't. And <laughs> I just those are the only words you every need. time I think of Creed, I think of Scott Sapp shirtless in doing his Christ pose in fucking leather pants. See, Thank I, you. I think of him doing and the then, the speaker pose where he has a leg up on the like oh, on yeah. the speaker, leaning into the crowd like with the microphone. They like, call that they call it the dick shot. Like yeah, he's doing the, the dick shot. Jaw clenched. Yeah. I always think of his jaw clenched. Cool. He's always like singing through like a clenched See, I'm jaw. I'm thinking of him doing the Christ pose and like. Oh, yeah, that too. And like yeah. it, just looking at that image of him in leather pants makes my non-existent balls sweat. <laughs> so I mean, it that's another thing. It makes me feel sweaty. I'm. <laughs> he is a sweaty man, or was. Yeah. We're reaching the then. end of the summer here, and it's Can't the point point in the season where I just start getting mad about being warm. So I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think me. it's funny that it's become sort of popular to defend bands like this now like i'm seeing a lot of this online for bands like nickelback and shit too that definitely fall into the same category as this band they're brothers like you guys they're not really that bad it's just fun to say that they're terrible no they're that bad yeah i i why are people buying their records like they're super popular okay well those people are all wrong like i i'm willing to say that people like bad stuff i've bought dumb albums in my life i don't i own up to it i have every icp record for like 25 years it's it's okay to like bad shit Mm -hmm. but don't try to pretend that it's good just because you like it it can be bad and creed is definitely one of those bands they're nonsense like up and down yeah so Let's not let's not try to put them up on some fucking pedestal because you know everybody shat on them for forever and ever. They continue to deserve that scorn. So that's just that's my piece about it. If if there was nothing else to say about it, Roger, you can move to your next one unless you have more. To <laughs> the add. only thing I have to say about Creed is they they represent about four bands on this list. That was the wife beater, the whole white tank top thing, which is lit. Also comes <laughs> oh, to mind. Fuck. So they're they're only all like white 
tank. Oh, can I say white beater or should I say white tank top? Uh, tank top's fine. Yeah, white tank top. I mean, we've um, already said it, but tank top's fine. The all white tank top shit fest. Um, lit that uh, Creed. I think with biscuits. Is on Buck the, Cherry on this list? Buck Cherry. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think they were on. Yeah, this Freak list. on the Lead. I, I know one member. Fuck them. Yeah, well, one of the guys. <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, do white tank tops as well. Yeah, and corn. But they're they're not they're not they're not the same. Like they no. are white no. tank tops, but they're not in that but genre. They're, they're yeah. white tank tops with knee socks and skater shoes. Yeah, and that's difference. a whole different thing. And then the the all star among them. Although, although he's on a different list, he's like on the pedestal as DMX. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, we're just naming off people yes, who wore white tank, tank tops now. Yeah, on this list, because there's quite a bit on this list. So We'll talk about some of our dishonorable mentions when we get through all of these, yep. but go ahead and move to your next one. All right, so my next one is Foo Fighters Learning to Learn to Fly, and it's it's the fucking write-up I have an issue with, and <laughs> oh, here's, why, here's why. To the write-up on Billboard.com. Yeah, Billboard.com. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, here's where, yeah, Nothing Left to Lose is my favorite Foo Fighters album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like that whole album, and this is the, that came out in 1999. What number was this at? 16. Number 16. Okay. One of the best, you know, Stacked Actors is a far superior song. This oh, was the it radio. Is, it, it is actually a good song. This is the radio song, and I get it, but here's here's where the description, this is where I understand. On its own, Learn to Fly is a triumph from the opening riff, and listening to that said opening riff, it's almost like they knew the band knew that. It's probably on purpose because the follow-up songs are just action-packed as ever long, and My Hero was going to be no easy task. It's sunny, catchy, poppy, and that's just a chorus. They say nothing of the bridge, which is surgically implanted into another Foo song as a mean melody, will probably make that new tube a gem on its, in its own right. What the fuck kind of pompous bullshit is that? I mean, he just likes the song. Like, that, just sounds like, that just sounds like a you're, Foo Fighters fan. You're to be selling honest. it like, like a bit harder, but yeah, I mean. Pe- people who love the Foo Fighters love They are very the defensive about the Foo Fighters. They are very passionate yeah. people about I, the Foo Fighters. I will not expose this person in the event that they listen <laughs> to this podcast. I already know who it is because she, I'm thinking about her too. <sighs> but. I was nothing to do that. Okay, too. so <laughs> again, this is going to make me sound super petty, but I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> so the Foo Fighters went on hiatus, quote unquote, in like 2011 or something they they put out a record and it was really good too it was wasting light was that record and it was pretty great and they were like we're gonna do a tour and then we're gonna just kind of chill out for a little bit my favorite band the mars volta broke up that same week like these two things happened at the exact same time wow the foo fighters literally said they were coming back they're not going anywhere they're working on other things we're gonna do this again they acted like it was the worst fucking thing that could have ever possibly happened and got shitty with me when i said my favorite band broke up and I think that was a bigger deal. Now, I understand that these things are relative, and to you, you like them, and you, I like the other thing, and that's fine. But to pretend in any way that the band that you love is just taking a break for five minutes is somehow worse than my favorite band saying they aren't going to be a band anymore and still are not, let the record show. Like, we're comparing apples and oranges, and you're kind of being shitty about it. Like, Agreed. Like, really shat on me for trying to say, like, hey, chill out, because that, that was how I led with it. I'm like... They're coming back though. Like it's okay, you know. Yeah, I can't fucking believe this topic. Like for like five this minutes. This is important to me. Yes, yeah. this, that may actually be something that they said. So again, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole about it, but you're still people better. That, people that love these this this band particularly are really weird about how much they love this band. They are. Yeah, I, I've met a lot of people who are like serious about the Foo Fighters, and like they will tell you about it yeah. <laughs> and they will, they will get defensive. Yeah. And I'm, there's I'm, a few bands out there that invoke that sort of like fandom. They have the like Foo a, Fighters the Foo Fighters are like an alt rock Beyonce. 
Like they right, have right, like right. a weird, have, like, a weird hive. fan base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm and I, I've as I've gotten older, I like their stuff, and I, I'm a fan of theirs. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not a super fan person. I think they're a totally fine band. Yeah, they're, yeah. This yeah, song is definitely way too high. Yeah, way too high. And it's one of those two. It, the thing about the. This is when they're doing a lot of those videos at the time, the, the cool videos. Sure, and, they had all their fun yeah, videos. Jack Blacks. And everybody's it, in costume. Yeah, and all that. That's and, fine. And that's you know. fine, too. But to be in the top 20, I thought it was a little overshat a little bit. But the, it was a description. When I was reading the description, I just was... I was getting <laughs> Clearly, pissed. it set you off. It set me off because it just sounds... Not even like a Foo Fighters fan, but it just sounds like it, it, to me. It just sounds like a bunch of you're not saying anything of consequence. It, it you're sounds not saying, like a bunch of jargon. Like yeah. they're just like putting in all like the fill in the blank, like yeah. praise word, praise word, yeah. praise word. Like Sunny, like Sunny, like you know, Sunny and Catchy and Poppy is something that's probably every single writer, music writer has written. For you this. could say that about nearly every song on this list. Like, exactly, that doesn't make it discernibly better. You know? Yeah. But the I don't know, it's just the the action packed part. But get the fuck out yeah. of here! Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a bridge too far. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely think this is one of Foo Fighters' weaker songs. Totally, in my opinion. It's yeah. like, they have Down a lot the of they yeah. have a lot of other ones that I think even it's really just great. singles. Yeah. This yeah, is a yeah, weaker yeah. single They're, on this album. I skip ahead of this song because the rest yeah. of the Aurora. Generator Stacked Actors yeah. is a fucking great song. Like, Fantastic absolutely song. Absolutely a great song. Well, great song. And this is when they even had, or down a member. This is when yeah. they're just the three of them. So I don't know. That album to me is great, but this song sucks. And it's too, <laughs> too high. And they, for a while they wouldn't play any shows because everybody, they, they had that fan like, I just want to hear Lord of the Flock. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go listen was to this Tom like Petty's their version of it. biggest hit at the time. Yes. Yeah, for a while. This was a huge had, song. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking back on it, because I know they had some other stuff, and I was listening to their albums, so I guess yeah. I'm kind of like getting muddled with them thinking like what was popular for everyone else. And yeah, I, I I don't know. I never really got past Color in the Shape. I kind of just let it let my fandom stay. That's there. a great record. I was like, you know, this yeah. album's pretty fucking great. I don't think I need to hear anything else by this yeah. band. And then I never liked anything else as much. Although I will say again, in their defense, Wasting, Wasting Light's Light, a yeah. great fucking album. That Wasting Light is really good. Yeah, and that's yeah. like late good. stuff, like yeah. 2011, 2012, or whatever. So I mean, props to them. They're still good. Again, this is not. We're not saying the Foo Fighters are terrible, but this song is probably too high. Like, that's totally a fair assessment. And I could not agree with you more. Was there anything else you wanted to say about it? No, that that was it. I mean, I just, that was what I really had a problem with. And and they they could have gone anywhere else in the 30s, even 40s for that matter. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even ask you where you place it. But yeah, that's totally, that's totally the area I'd probably throw it in. So I'm going to do mine, and I feel kind of bad about it. Because one of the songs I genuinely dislike, and the other one we'll get to, but... Uh, my first overrated is Waiting for Tonight by Jennifer Lopez. Clocks in in the top 10 at number 9. So, I like Jennifer Lopez, the, you know, performer. Like, the music person. I don't want to call her a musician. But that's that's unfair to you. Don't be shitty, Dave. The, the performer, Jennifer Lopez. I think her music is fine. It's very danceable. All these things are good. I think this song is so fucking boring. Like, for what it is supposed to be doing like as a dance song yeah and i was coincidentally i read the write-up for this on this too i didn't quote it and i'm not gonna read it with the same impassioned like form but it's talking about how it like has like a like a beat that you can't deny and all this kind of shit and i'm like <laughs> you know and like oh and her cool and sexy delivery i'm like but she sounds bored like yeah. this whole song feels yeah. like it's completely and this is not a knock because I like a lot of shit that is this way. It's completely programmed into like a I hit play and then everything just went and nothing happens. Like I 
I find this song phenomenally boring I to be this fucking agree. high. Yep. Yeah. I actually wrote down in my show notes that I wanted to mention this in my honorable or dishonorable mentions. Yeah. And then you, you said that you were going to do this. And I totally agree. I think this is like the most lukewarm watered down song for a dance song. Like, like I don't hate it. Like it comes on I and I'm just do. like, like, Okay, I would never like seek this out to listen to it, but like if I heard it at a grocery store, which I probably have a thousand oh, yeah. times, sure. I wouldn't be like, "Fuck, I hate this song." I would just be right, like, okay, "Oh, yeah. where are them I'm tomatoes at?" Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not there. You're like, right. I don't hate it, hate it, but like, there's nothing about it that I'm like, "Oh, I haven't heard this jam in a while. Let's turn it up." No, I don't fucking care about it. It's boring. You're totally right. It's snooze fest. Roger, you are laughing a lot over there. What what <clears> would you <throat> like to share with the class? The Skippy the Skippy outfit she's wearing in the video said oddly in a jungle come dance club. The 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 part that made me laugh the hardest was at her breathless oh give us give off a satisfied post coital feeling. Oh, that is fucked. Yeah, serious? that is also one hundred percent false because I agree with you, Dave. Even when she's doing that, it sounds like she's like, uh... I just, it just uh, feels like she doesn't want to be there. Does it yeah. say a post-coital Post-coital, yeah. yeah. It says post-coital feeling, Lacey. The song does not wait, like, I'm not No, this, I'm is, not the, horny. this is the last song I want to hear after I If that's my post-coital feeling, I'm not calling anybody back. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. This song does not make me horny, does not incite me in any way, and this song is, you're absolutely right, Dave. This is, you know what's funny about this list, too? There's other songs that are dance songs that are ten times superior So production. much better than this yeah. song. Yeah. So much better than this fucking yeah, song. Yeah, and, this, and song, this is so high. And for the top ten, I know, and like, it's because of it's because of the time. Like this song wasn't a massive hit, and like the whole Latin explosion thing was happening in ninety eight, ninety nine. Like living La Vida Loca should be in this spot. Like if we're yeah, just gonna like, switch it's, songs, it's lower yeah. on the list. How is living right? La Vida Loca not yeah, in the top ten? Thank you. Was yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm and that's afraid to say it. It's hell. a banger. Yeah. Fuck yeah it is. Everybody yeah. still loves Living La Vida Loca. I would put Man Feel Like a Woman over this song. Absolutely. I would too. What number is Living La Vida Loca? Do you it's have the number 13. Up? 13. Yeah. That should be higher than this. Like, yeah. Even though it is like still near the top 10, but that that's a better song. Like, I don't. I don't know why one should get like the value over the other when one of them is clearly so much better. Like, right. If we're just using those two songs, but uh, what's the Missy Elliott song that's on this? Uh, Naz. Eve and Q-Tip Hot Boys. Yeah. Number 17. Where the fuck is Hot Boys in this top 10? Why yeah. is why is Jennifer Lopez here and they're not? Like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. This song, like, the, the, hop, the Hot Boys. I know I didn't even pick this song, but... The, this song. This is sexy. Yeah, this song is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a horny fucking yeah, song. exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I can't... I just can't wrap my head around how this song is so high. Like, it'd be... I'm not gonna take it off the list. You know what I mean? Like, right. It should be here... Jennifer Lopez was definitely around, and Jenny from the Block was a huge album, and that's fine. But or on the six, whatever the fuck the name of the album was, Jenny from the Block. That's the song because Q-Tip on it too. Forget, forget. Yeah, yeah. God bless. Yeah. Um, Q-Tip's on here a couple of times because is, yeah. is vibrant, vibrant thing on this album on here too. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this song, this song is remarkably uninteresting. Like that's that's why I have it on the under like, overrated because it, it's just too high up this list. Like top ten is where you put the good good shit like the yeah you know the yeah. you can't question the quality of this shit kind of shit and this song is not that like it's just not that good it's, it's definitely a lukewarm like i don't even think i really hear it that much no i mean anymore. i don't like, anymore like, like i said if unless it, if, it's playing in the background right at freaking kroger if it was an all-time banger you would probably still hear it someplace and you know, i don't like, honestly i would rather hear 94 foxy brown's hotspot versus oh, this song. fucking hell yeah we're like, I, I can't start talking about Foxy Brown. Yeah. We're, 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 I'm already getting heated just thinking about it. 
in a good way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this song is terrible and it's way too high. I'm throwing it into like the sixties at best. That's again, it's a matter of personal preference. I don't see this cracking a top 50 though. I don't think it, I don't think it merits it just based on the, the lack of interest I have in it, but that's fine. Um, so I'm going to do my next one and I want to preface this by saying I feel bad about it because I love this band and I actually like this song, but <laughs> big, big, but, uh, overrated at number two is no scrubs by tlc i don't think it's better than every other song in the top 10 like if i'm just comparing it to the stuff that is surrounding it i want it that way should be higher back that ass up should be higher smooth featuring rob thomas by santana should be higher like believe by share come on like again this is a matter of personal preference but if you're only comparing this to the songs that are immediately behind it i would have to bump the song all the way to like 15 like everything that it, Everything that precedes it, I believe, is better than it, and I, I don't really know how else to articulate it other than that it's just too high on this list. Okay, I can get behind that because at first I was like, "What are you talking about?" That song was like great, and like everybody started using the word "scrub" from it, and you know, it was all over the radio. I think I karaokeed it at my dad's company picnic um, <laughs> when I was like that's 13 hilarious or visual, yeah, um, and. Yeah, I mean, but no, if you when you put it that way, you're right. Like all the other stuff on the list, save for that, save for that Jennifer Lopez song, like on the top ten. Yeah, a lot of it is, I would say, probably better better yeah, song. There are there the way I looked at it that there it was are a pretty generous number two. Sure, it's extremely generous. There are tons of songs on here that are probably too high, but this one was the most glaringly too high to me. Like this is where I tried to approach this with a bit more objectivity because, like I said. I really like, T- I love TLC, like sure, flat out. Yeah. And I had fan mail. This album's great. I liked it a lot. I think Unpretty might, is probably underrated on this list. It should be a little higher. Like there's, there's yeah, a lot of I good things Unpretty I can a say. Lot better yeah. than I liked No Scrubs. But. There's a lot of nice things I can say about them and including this song, but it kind of speaks to the same problem that I have with the Jennifer Lopez song. This song isn't nearly as boring. I'm not going to say that. It's no, not boring, right. but it's just, it's just not as much of what I think this list is than the songs that are immediately behind it. Again, right. this is it's kind of like splitting hairs because I don't really want to move it too far out of the top 10, but even the Eminem song like My Name Is in right. my mind resonates more with 1999 than TLC does cuz they're this is kind of like the end of TLC, you know, like yeah, it's, and it's it's not it's not that I want to push them out of there necessarily, but this isn't peak TLC. Like Crazy Sexy Cool is way better. Well, yeah. And everything a, on that album is better than, that's a great than No album. Scrubs. You it's know, just like a great album. I don't know. Like it's like I said, I feel almost unfair cuz like I don't really dislike the song. I like it a lot, but uh, Yeah, I think No Scrubs was I mean, it was a really good song. It was a single that was I feel it was like super it was popular. around yeah. for yeah, it was absolutely. super popular and I really liked it, but I didn't think yeah, I think if if you're looking at it like that, like some of the other stuff on the list probably deserve the number two spot way more than that song. Did. I just even Agreed. honestly it's just it's almost just like number it's like the first three behind it. Like I want it that way, back that ass up and smooth. All should be bumped up. Like yeah. it's not it's not breaking the top five in my head. And it didn't do that. And that's fine. But this is of course my perception of 1999, which I was, as much as I liked this album and had it and everything, I don't remember this first. Like, when I'm thinking of 1999, I think of the, those three songs immediately. Like, almost immediately. Like, of what the time and place and the, 
you know, my remembrance of that time is. And this song might be like 12th. Like if I were to be pressed to name songs from 1999, I don't yeah. think I come up with this right away because it's just it's not top of mind. And I think the rest of them are. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't I feel great that. about it. But yeah. <laughs> like, it I is, wouldn't bump it, it down true. too much further, but I would definitely say that it could stand to move down. Like number two was like, I mean, because number, it's number two, two right? That means that, like that's it's what the it is. second yeah. best you know, and number two seemed a little too generous. I, I can get behind that. I agree. Yeah, I same here. I, you know, when I was when I was reading over this list, it kind of made me sad too a little bit because they're no longer a thing. And but it was TLC was one of those bands or one of those groups too that you don't see too much anymore, like yeah. SWV or SWV. I'm trying to think of what it's come on. Um, like Vogue, Vogue. Yeah, all yeah. that. And it was like... 3LW. Like, yeah, they, lesser extent. They yeah. were a bit more tech, like flash in the pan. Expose. So just yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's fair, though. Like the R&B girl group yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah, the, they don't exist the yeah, same de- way. Yeah, Destiny's Child's on this list, which and they were in there, too. Yeah, they Destiny's were more Child was ne- definitely in there. But they were more of the newer generation. But this was the last, for me... The last bask of the early '90s when I grew up on because mm-hmm. yeah. kind of started off they were then yeah. they were yeah. there they the started 90s. off in the early '90s and yeah. then they kind of like peaked like what what did '94 when, yeah. when yeah. Crazy Sexy yeah. Cool came out and yeah. that song was or that album was huge yeah, I mean, amazing yeah Creep yeah. Waterfalls was on there right yeah it's, yeah it is the there was a red light of, special yeah like, red light special digging on you come on yeah it's a great album yeah okay I don't want to I don't want to diverge into talking about that because I'll just talk about that album all day but it's. I don't know. It's weird though. Like to look at the rest of this list because we have you guys have some like dishonorable mentions of songs you also felt were yes. kind of high on here. Roger, you seem keen. Go ahead. Dishonorable list. Yeah, is, like songs we didn't feel merited a conversation, like, but you know could use a little moving. The in terms of even like because uh, I, I it's totally different than what my honorable mention was, but it was it was a tough call when I was going about it. But let or lit at number forty one. Well, my worst enemy yeah. should be in the sixties or seventies. Fuck that song! I that, was flat out say that song's terrible. I've that, always hated it. I, yep. I will never understand why people love that song. I don't either. I think it's just that part of the again the douchebag white t shirt thing. But um, and then the other one I thought was that I thought was dishonorable was Lou Vega number Mongo number five because I, I was think, actually surprised it was as low as it was. That's that's that was going to say. I think that should have been the top twenty. Yeah, really? Yeah, because... That means you think it's underrated. Well, uh, it's dishonorable. (laughs) That is what it means. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But it's dishonorable in the sense that it's it's dishonorable by Billboard to put it that low. I should have explained a little better, but... Okay. uh, You know, like, it's... Interesting way to finagle the wording, but Yeah, but I mean, also, it was a, a song, too, that... It is. It, it capitalizes. Or it capsizes. Nineteen ninety nine in a perfect summary. It was like one and done, long and gone. Yeah, you know? sure. So, um, but also, it was the reason why this song shows. Also, been on the list either is that the guy he he sampled it from the Cuban or the the Cuban song he sampled it from sued him. Yeah, which yeah, is why you don't hear famously. the song too much. Yeah. But what what song? Oh. Mama number five. Yeah, he, really? sam- he sued for the sample. Yeah. Well, he fucking no shut up. Yeah. Lacey, do you have any dishonorable mentions? Um, I thought that this Eiffel sixty five song blue <laughs> at number thirty was a little generous. It's a little um, generous, but I still love that song. I mean, it's it's, it's so a song. Stupid. It's a song that was very popular, and it's ridiculous, <laughs> and it's catchy, but like. Number thirty? I don't know. Um, it's definitely a capsule of the time. Like it, I, it, it is. is. Ni- it's a nineteen ninety nine ass song. Like, um, 
And then the other one that I thought was a little high was Mandy Moore Candy at number 35. I was thinking the same um, thing. Yeah. We're going to fight. I have I'm no ready. beef with Mandy Gloves Moore. Off. And that song was, you know, it was. But, like, I just thought that she was, like, the most boring of, like, the yeah. teen pop girls. I just. Oh, I no. Jessica I, Simpson was way more boring than Mandy Moore. I never really liked Personal Mandy opinion. Moore. By, by the way, the reason why I bring this up is because the Fresh Snyder description was on the song. Oh, it was this song? It was yeah. the Fresh Snyder song? I'm sorry. I don't think a Fresh Snyder when I hear the song. I never really liked Mandy Moore, to be honest. Yeah. Same here. I am, and I bought I bought some zit removal stuff when I was <laughs> at her in, behest. Yes, <laughs> she was shilling it yeah, on television. So was, it, was it proactive? Was she no, proactive? It or? was it was like over the counter. Just buy it in a thing, and it was like these little tiny. Um, like round plastic, like band aid like things that had zit medicine built into them. Yeah. And you're supposed to just put it over the zit and then supposedly the zit disappears. But I think it was heavily peroxide because it put white spots on my face. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean you, it bleached my skin out. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Mandy Moore. Not only did the zit not disappear, but I had to go to school the next day with a white ring around the zit. <laughs> Serving to highlight, yeah, absolutely, just like a neon sign pointing at what you were trying to do. Fuck with. you, Mandy Moore. <laughs> I love this is us though. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a little bit. Well, high. Welcome back. Like I definitely, fuck you for I your definitely think like she has a place on this list in that song. And, sure, but it's probably know, maybe maybe in the fifties. Yeah, you know, I feel so. the same way about the only one that I'm going to mention. My um, other dishonorable mention oh, fault, was J Lo, but that yeah, song. We, already, yeah, we yeah, talked was, about it. Yeah. Uh, Mine is right, it's kind of right near yours. It's like in the 40s, I think it's like 42 or 43. Um, but it's Summer Girls by LFO. I'm not going to sit here and just shit on this song because I know that's easy. Like, it's a bad song. I get it. It's a bad song, but it was so fun. Okay, yes. It's a bad song, but it is definitely emblematic of that year. And yes. I, I do think about this song when I think about this time. So I don't want to take it off the list because that feels unfair. But I wouldn't put it in the... 40s like maybe no. the 70s yeah that's, that's, i could get behind that the 40s is fucking generous i know that it was a huge song and it was like a big deal and had all the name checking of all the shit and the abercrombie and fitch and whatever like that part is secondary to the song actually being listenable yeah and i don't think it's 40s listenable it's 70s no. listenable at best maybe 80s tops i remember the first time i heard that <laughs> maybe song. 90s maybe off the list yeah, just, maybe, yeah maybe off the list but maybe like 106 like yeah. it just just didn't make it like that song so my buddy chris and I, I can mention my name. I'm not gonna say his last name, but he had he was the first guy to get his license, and we always drive around in his Aerostar van. I feel like this is a verse <laughs> from that song. Yeah, like <laughs> if you just wrapped it at that cadence, that this would used to drive around with my buddy Chris. <laughs> in Chinese his Aerostar van. Yeah, in his Aerostar van makes me sick. Yeah. No, but um, he so he pops his song. He's like he's telling my my buddy and I he's like, hey man, this is a band. It's got original lyrics and. <laughs> A really good sound. I'm like, okay, and we're all like, he was going in on an uh, yeah, because we were so wise as teenagers. Yeah, yeah but but Chris was the same guy who introduced me to Ben Folds Five, so eighty So you want to give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt? Yeah, yeah I right. get it. And then you turn it on, and you just kind of slowly side eye. Yeah, and, and, like, like, and I'm like, we're looking at him. We're like, what the hell is this? And he's like, it's LFO. I'm like, an alien? Because I was like, I thought. It was do you guys know what UFO. LFO stands for? No, I do, but please tell me. Light funky ones. <laughs> Is light spelled with a Y? No, it's. I it's think it's L I T E. Oh, L I. I did not know that. Twenty yeah. years later, I. The more least, you know. The more you know. But I we we I took I ejected the tape out of the cassette. I'm like, we're not listening to this. It's my van. I'm driving what we want. I'm like, all right. Well, then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start talking in Spanish. I used to yell him in Spanish. That's what I did. I started yelling, and finally, he stopped. But this song is atrocious. The name checking. 
the, the it just uh, fly by summer and it's, like it's, it's, it's put that it's, on the NBC Thursday night I list. I yeah, loved totally. this song. It's fucking shameful. <laughs> At this the song. time, it is shameful, but I think it's so shameful and so terrible that it's become like one of those things that I finally look back on. Like, yeah, did I really think this is great? You know, <laughs> and uh, I probably the, I also liked the other. The other side of the single. Oh my god! I don't. Wait, I, don't, I don't even know what that one that is. Yeah. Girls on TV or something. It was like girls on TV. It was all about like it's a sequel to Duran. They, they yeah. name they name drag, drop a bunch of like Jennifer Aniston. Oh and, my like, god! Is that seriously so, what it is? It's literally just listing girls on television. I've never heard this fucking song, so I I can't say I know. Wow, that's a oh that's my a real god. special thing. I mean, of course, that's what that song would be, right? Like, so, yeah, 13, 14-year-old me loved this. Is this it? Yeah. This is the girls on TV yeah, one? I, I had to hear this. Oh. This is also, this is on the, oh, there's Jennifer Love Hewitt in the in the billboard. There we go. Wait, this has, is, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She, yeah. Oh, yeah, she, I think she's, she's in the oh, video. She's in the video. Oh, man. All right. This she is, is a prime. Girl on TV. This is yeah, prime this is, this is peak JLH. He's got a Tom Brady jersey. I got the. Oh, Tom Brady has been a thing for 20 fucking years. Yeah, but this is a Michigan Tom Brady jersey. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's right. All Come right, at me, Michigan fans, yeah. your fucking Tom Brady fandom. He didn't even want to play here. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. Shots anyway. yeah. um, fired. Sorry. Sorry, made fun of network fans who are in Boston. R.I.P. Rich Cronin. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. I forgot about that. I forgot we may have some Boston listeners now actually like, what are you talking about Tom like that for? <laughs> oh, Tom's the greatest. Tom's the greatest. Tom Brady. Yeah. He has Michigan ties and uh, Boston ties, but fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, fuck him. But yeah. All right. So enough about Tom Brady. Um, we've hit all of our overrated. We're going to take a minor break, recollect ourselves, and get get in the get in the happy mood, get in the good place, so we can talk about our underrated picks of 1999. So pause. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the show. But we are not alone. As part of the Make Fun Network, we also include excellent shows for you like Anachronismo, This Rules, This Sucks, and the flagship Top 5 of Death. Come check us out anywhere you can find your podcast, and also check out our Facebook page and engage in the conversation with everybody there. We look forward to having you. Now, back to the show. We're back. Oh, welcome back to the second half of our breakdown of the 19, I'm sorry, the greatest 99 of 1999 as chosen by Billboard's critics and now eviscerated by us. (laughs) Uh, But that's not, that's not what the second half is. The second half is the good part where we, we recognize that a lot of these songs are in fact great and we feel like they should be recognized greater because they are better than where we think they are on this list. So, that means they are underrated. Ha ha. So moving into the underrated part of our list, Lacey, will you please start with your underrated songs of 1999? Okay. So my first one is clocking in at number 88, which is far too low. <laughs> and it's Bewitched, Say La Vie. <laughs> I had no... Okay, if, go ahead. listener, you are asking yourself, what the fuck is Bewitched, Say La Vie? I'm asking this question right now. Let me tell you. You're in for a treat. This song is amazing. (laughs) This band is so 90s, so ridiculous. Oh, God, yeah. 
Um, this song is just super fucking fun. I loved it. It just reminds me of being like 13. I went out and bought denim because of the video. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> denim. That jacket. same jacket too. Yes, it looks like I, Tina's phase mom's uh, jeans yes, skit jacket. This, like four of those girls. There's four of them, right? Yeah. Like three out of the four look like Tina Fey. And <laughs> that's not bad. That's a good thing in my world. <clears throat> yeah, this song is ridiculous. This band is Irish. There's an Irish jig breakdown in the middle of this fucking song. There, it's filled with sexual innuendos that I didn't catch when I was a kid, but like huffing and puffing and blowing you away and show me mine if you show me yours. Love yeah, it. but it's it's decorated in that way where you don't think it's necessarily that. Like you're right. just like, oh, well, we're having fun, we're dancing. And when like, I was oh, thirteen and fourteen, I certainly you don't didn't think, about think of that it shit? like yeah. that. But now that I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, and it's <laughs> there's also a lot of dialogue, dialogue, nineties ass dialogue. dialogue in here. This song opens with them talking about like. Um, the girl's like, well, some people say I look like me mom. And then the other one's like, well, I look like me dad as well. And then they're like, hee And I'm like, why is that funny? Like, you look like your parents? It doesn't make any sense. This song is amazing. I don't care. Fucking fight me. It's, I'm not it's a totally fight. underrated pop song, in my opinion. This band, I don't think they did anything else, really. I don't know if they're a one-hit wonder. They or- had a few songs. Like, they were... They have, like, a pretty decent run of success in Ireland, specifically yeah, in the UK. I, I was like, going to say, they probably from the got... mid-ish 90s until, like, the early 2000s. They but were they, probably more popular, yeah, in the yeah, UK. But, they like, had a, here, They had some stuff. They had, like, three or four songs, I know, that charted here that were, like, nominally popular. This one, I think, was the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, this one was this the This is the only one, one I remembered, but... I have, um... I had the single. And, oh, here's the breakdown. What? I, come on. This is wonderful. It was the style at the time. I mean, Ireland was synonymous with river dancing. Like, right, It's yeah, just the way the it was here. Like, it was necessary. Yeah, I no, I love this song. I thought it was far too low. This is like one of those, I guess we can't call it a one-hit wonder, but this is one of those pop songs of 99 that I thought was sorely underappreciated by, like, the masses. I never hear it on the radio anymore, but I have total fond memories of it, and I think it's just a fun, catchy, bubblegum pop song. I never heard the song till today. Come on, I, I'm dead serious. I never heard the song till today. Like it was at Best Buy when that CD was in there. When I worked, when I worked there, I didn't know what this was. I didn't know there. I had no idea what they were. They did a lot of thought or um, a lot of uh, or Kevy, Sin, uh, uh, Sinead. What's their names? <laughs> the other names at the end. It's full of '90s cliches. Yeah, in the I'm video. sure one of them's named Siobhan. You yeah, know. like the cliches of like mor- the video morphing where they do the quick cuts and then like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That, that that full of that. But uh, butterfly clips. Everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, butterfly. Yeah, oh. this is literally. I was trying to like look exactly like that when I was in eighth grade. Huh. I had butterfly clips. I had short hair. I was wearing denim jackets with like those shirts that like maybe just had like a thing on it like a smiley face yeah. <laughs> or like a, a stick figure with its hand out that said talk to the hand you know it was a good look <laughs> i never heard this song for an eighth grader yeah yeah I, I i don't know maybe it was one of those things that like i was listening primarily to 105.1 and e on x at the time so local reference local reference yeah i don't know i bewitched 
to me, I think this song deserves to be at least in the 60s. I'm not saying it's like top 10 material or anything, but like. Sure, this is this is probably higher than 80s. Like, yeah, I could, like, I could like bump it up to the 60s, the 60s for me. I know it's kind of like a song that a lot of people are kind of like, what? Like, I'm sure people are listening to this going, well, here comes Lacey with her dumb shit again. But. <laughs> But this is like fun though. Like this is a fun. But I like as as a thirteen year old, fourteen year old girl in nineteen ninety nine. Like this was my jam, and that song perfectly embodies nineteen ninety nine for me. And butterfly clips, and that weird, like probably like too much fruity fragrance that I probably sprayed on myself in nineteen ninety nine from Bath and Body Works. Cucumber melon. Oh God, cucumber melon. Everything. Memory. Yeah, man. Or like freesia or whatever. Every girl smelled like cucumber melon. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm. That wasn't a bad thing. Shout out again to shout out again to the ladies that were dancing to back that ass up. Y'all smelled like cucumber melon, and I was here for it. Um, (laughs) my my next one is at number forty two. Little bit different. A little bit different of a <laughs> song. It's quite a pivot. Um, and it's most deaf, Miss Fat Booty. Fucking, I love this song when, so much. When we were opening up the show, we were talking about uh, transitional. And like I said that there's a song that I'm going to talk about that I don't even think I knew it in 99. But like I went back. I think um, somebody gave me a mix CD a few years later. And I this song was on it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I wasn't really listening to rap at the time, or right. any sort of, like, hip-hop. I was definitely, like, transitioning from listening to a lot of this pop music and, like, rock and roll that I kind of knew from the radio to getting more into, like, metal and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Rap just wasn't on my radar. But when I got that mix CD and I heard this, I was like, man, the song is so good. It's so catchy. It's got that... It's an Aretha, yeah, Aretha sample, Aretha. right? Yep. Um... The song's a story, essentially, of like his encounter with a woman, and I just really liked it. And I really don't hear it that much anymore. Um, I don't really hear much about Most Deaf anymore. Well, he's changed his name, so he's like Yasim Bey now. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's still doing stuff. I think there's a Black Star album incoming, or they're about to start recording one or something. I forget. Yeah, they're yeah. So Black Star is his collaboration with Talib Kweli. So there's like a. He's still around. Yeah. You know, he never he never left. I, I know he never left. I've been seeing him around, but like I haven't been hearing any like I guess like music. He's not like the, he's not he's not I like agree a with, radio. Yeah, guy. right. Yeah. Most of has always had a really a really special spot in like the way music is uh, like appreciated and like portrayed. Because he's he's someone that everybody that I know is familiar with stuff. Like they know who Most F is and they can spot him in a lineup and they probably know how he's like like his cadence and like how yeah, he sounds. Yeah, because he's been stuff. in a bunch of movies. Sure, he's too. been in a bunch of stuff, but like yeah. he isn't—he isn't like a mainstream rapper and never was. Like he's not like a guy that's super, super prevalent. But his material speaks for itself, though. He's incredible, and specifically, I'm not going to run all over your song. You can talk about it, but this album in particular is—it's his debut album, mm-hmm. Black on Both Sides, and this was the first single from it. It is one of the seminal rap albums of ever, let alone the '90s. But it is. It is a fantastic record, and this is a Agreed. great song. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Like, this is this song just it pulled me in, and it was one of the songs that I would say, even though I heard it like only a few years later, this is one of the songs that kind of like roped me in and got me kind of seeking out more like rap music and stuff, and like opening myself up to like listen to some more hip hop. Um, so that's why I love this song. I, I mean, I certainly don't think it's like a top 10. I don't remember it being like all over the place, but no. it, like personally for me, I'd put it in like the top 20. Oh, I absolutely. I totally would. I'm 100% with you. I, uh, 
I was lamenting that I understand this song was the single and it is a great song, but mm-hmm. uh, Mathematics, which is like towards the end of this record, I think is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever recorded. And I'm sad it's not on this list, but it'll definitely be on the Spotify playlist because it's one of the greatest songs ever. I, yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna tell everybody I was gonna put that list because I use that song every. I do a segment on my Tigers podcast and I use the instrumental for Mathematics as part of our Inside the Numbers, and I love yeah, it. It's, it's such, it's so good, so good. Most of should be credited with being like one of the better rappers of this era because yeah. like i i talked about this a little bit in this la- in the last one we did the 98 billboard list yeah. because there was a lot of rap on that and this was around the time that i stopped being as into like the rock stuff because mm-hmm. like all of my favorite bands were like grungy bands and they were either dead or not as good anymore yeah and i needed other things so i moved into like electronica and techno which is became like the thing i listened to a lot and then rap and i of course liked rap from you know the stuff that we liked in the early 90s when we were younger like snoop dogg and tupac and stuff like i was into that stuff but i never actually took a lot of time to actually look at my interest in rap and like what i liked about it and what i thought was good right and it was this record and outcast that were like the two things that were like this is something that merits your time and you should listen to way more of it because you're not listening to enough and yeah, most F is most definitely worthy of being higher on this list because this song is this song is a great song. Like even just as an individual tune, it's, mm-hmm. it's not entirely reflective of everything he, that guy can do. But as a, as like a an introduction, like this is a great song for that for him. So yeah, yeah totally, totally it's, agree. With it's you. listener friendly. It's not something totally. where you'd have to listen to it and like, oh, you have to have like a certain like niche. Like no, it's. It's definitely a song that like anybody who's like in, uh, even slightly into rap or hip hop could listen to it and be like, yeah, this is a good tune. Hell and yeah, then man. Got that Aretha it's, it's sample. It's a gateway drug. It's a gateway yeah, totally. drug to most stuff. So yeah, that was uh, number 42 and I definitely thought it should have been like higher up. Like I'd say in the 20s. Cosign. 1000%. Um, good choice. So yeah, those are my two <laughs> underrated Bewitched and most stuff. <laughs> <Do you, laughs> um, Roger, where where do you want to go with this? With your underrateds? This was a tough call um, because I I don't know if we can do ties, but it, you can do what you want. The okay. format is flimsy. We, okay. we talk about what we want to talk about. So my first one is number seventy one, Grill Radio by Rage Against the Machine, and I think that this song, the video is I remember it was one of the videos I remember standing out to me the most. And one of the songs it's, too. It's cool that we can still talk about that for these yeah. lists because like these were still at the time where videos were very much important to the selling of these songs you know yeah and yeah because you were listening to video you, you were, were watching, watching videos, videos. Yeah. like yeah like they were on all the time and they were they were a lot of these are indelibly linked in my head as videos with, yeah. with songs sometimes i forget the songs yeah as much as i remember the videos you know and this song it was a song that i remember listening to and get pumped for it was pumped for this entire album for the battle of los angeles and this song the b71 is ridiculous I, i'm sorry like i know Hole at Malibu number 45, which is actually one of my favorite Hole songs, should be, this should be in the, in the top 50 at least, but 71. I mean, this Rage Against the Machine was like one of the premier rock acts yeah. of this era, you know? And definitely something that I would have gravitated towards more than like Corn yeah. or Limp Biscuit or something something of that that could be contemporized with them, you yeah. know? But those bands are all higher. Actually, the Limp Biscuit wasn't, mercifully, but, yeah, thank God. you know, like like lit is higher on this list yeah. than raised against How the, the machine fuck is lit up and this song and not even from a qualitative standpoint yeah. even if we're talking about like a of the time representation 
Rage Against the Machine is so much more important to 1999 than Lit. Exactly. I mean, this is the towards the tail end of the Rage Against the Machine, and to be put 71 over uh, over Lit and other bands like that, Tal Bachman. Sure, all the bands we've shit on, all the bands we shit on, were higher than Rage Against the Machine. How the fuck does that happen? This was at 71. 71. Yeah, 71. Yeah, I would agree. It's a little bit low. I don't know how much higher I'd put this though because if I'm being honest I think this is kind of a weak ass rage song <laughs> like by comparison to like their harder stuff yeah. but this was a this was something of a more radio-esque radio-esque song yeah you know? it was yeah. definitely radio friendly, yeah and for like, that I kind of appreciate it like I think it, it does a it does a good job of not selling the band out from its core Sure, I mean, they still sound does. like Rage Against the Machine. And they're still talking about what they talk about. Nobody you know? really sounds like Rage Against the Machine. Right, but. many people tried. But, yeah. but um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'd say, like, the 50s. I could I could totally get behind that. And it was it was definitely, like, I had this album. I ran out and bought it. Um, I was definitely loved this song. I loved Testify was on this album, too. Yeah. Um, and Sleep Now in the Fire, too, which I always kind of think of Sleep Now in the Fire being, like, an older Rage song. Right, I yeah. remember, because yeah. it's, like, it, it's almost like a throwback, kind of, Yeah. I guess, or makes me think of older Rage, but... Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see how seventy one was a little bit. I think, yeah, I think that's way that's too low. Lowballing them yeah. for sure. I think they got cheated out of that. Um, and then my tie, and it, it was, it was a. The only reason why I was a tie is because I couldn't believe, and it was, not, it was on this list and not higher than what it was, and that was Coffee and TV by Blur. And I understand why, why it wasn't higher on this. I'm list. not laughing at you. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I, I get it. Because Blur in America at the time was really only known for one Woo-hoo. song. Yeah, thank yeah, thank you, exactly. But this song is still sounds as good now as it sounds then, and to be ninety nine. I mean, I, I I would argue if you could put it in the seventies, I'd be okay with it. Or maybe the eighties. This is what ninety six, I think, on this list. Ninety five. No, it's not. Oh, 99. It's, it's not, oh I thought it was ninety nine. I have it at ninety six. Ninety six, okay. Or ninety ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. I would put it in a little higher up than that. Um, I know it was a, like. I know this is a really good song, and to have Blur that low, and this is one of their actually more successful albums too, as well. But I know everyone remembers a milk video. This is another right. I I which won awards by the way. Counterpoint: I think it's impressive that this song is on this list at all because of the lack of a cultural footprint Blur had internationally. Like yeah. they were big in areas, but they, they never really broke through in America the same way, you know, that they yeah, did in they other places. That once, you know, yeah, song they, number two. There there would not be a problem. I wouldn't have a problem with someone saying, Oh well aren't, aren't they like a one hit wonder? Because I would not fault you for not knowing. Like they're yeah. they're a weird band. This is a band that all the people I knew that were into Blur were really into Blur yeah. in the way that they were like, no, this band, no one knows who they are, and they're so great, and people are so stupid, and they don't play them on the radio, they play that stupid song all the time. Like, I get it, but this is, some of it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. Like, they're, they're weird, middle-of-the-road kind of rock songs, like this yeah. one, are a little harder for an audience to digest than like a song to, you know, by comparison. Yeah. So Right, which was just super catchy and fun to sing along with, and that's why it, you and, know. and not nuanced or anything. Right, like right, it's right. just like a big dumb drum. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, Blur was a band that like just didn't do anything for me. Like, of course, I knew song number two, you know, it was all over the place. And like songs like this, like I was aware of them and I think I had heard other songs of theirs, but I never was like 
man, I really want to listen to Blur. You know, like they were, I never hated them. I never disliked them. I was just kind of like, meh. You know, they were just kind of lukewarm for me. So, And I get it. And I think this is, this is why it was a tie because I really didn't have a lot of leg to stand on. However, I could stand on this more. Did you, quick though, yeah. did you... Did you listen to Blur then? Like, where, was this a yes. band that you were into, like, in the late 90s? Yeah, the reason why I listened to Blur then is because uh, Boys and Girls was okay. a song that was on ENX quite a bit. And they I got to play that song a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 and then Come On, Come On. Um, that was That's actually one of my favorite songs. Um, but I had, a, I had a buddy of mine in high school that really got me into bands like Sebado. Um, and I really wasn't in the guy, guy by voice. Uh, Guy yeah, my voice this is by that your fucking then. loss. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> at, at that time, at that time, I never heard of him at yeah. that time. And then he got me in the bands like that. Wilco. Um, also, Wilco is on this list. Right. I almost thought about thought about bringing them up because Summer Teeth is one of their best records, I think. And yeah. I didn't because it, I mean, glad we're bringing them up now because like they were they weren't quite a thing then. Like they were at their level. They still are kind of at that level, but they broke out a little in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. But the Summer Teeth is a really cool record, and I, I really like it. So I'm happy that they had a song included on this list. But Guided by Voices put a record out this year, and they're not on here. And like a lot of that music of that genre, that's It was under the radar, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. was, it was stuff that people were aware of. Like all of these bands that you guys are mentioning, in 1999, even at that age, like as a budding music enthusiast, I knew who Wilco was. I knew who Guided by Voices was. Kind of. Right. You know, but I never was like that interested in them. It was just, it was stuff that like you really had to be digging into it takes, that It takes genre. the people around you to do that. Exactly. Like, yeah. like Roger said, I had a friend that like Guided by Voices. Right, yeah. So I only knew a little bit, but I had heard of them. You know, I and- had a Wilco album, um, AM. Okay. Is that, yeah. is that one of their albums? Um, I think it was called AM. I might be wrong, but my grandma actually gave it to me because really? she used to get she used to get a bunch of CDs delivered to her because she had one of those CD delivery services. And sometimes they would send her things that she wasn't interested in. Yeah, but that, in, that's their first. It's their debut studio album. I yeah, didn't know that. Instead of um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was okay. But like instead of her like sending them back like she could have done, she some of the stuff she would pass along to me. Um, and they sent her that Wilco album, the CD. It was a red CD. I remember the the front, or I could be wrong. No, nope, you're right. Um, yeah, I remember it really vividly, and I listened to it. Yep, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember it really vividly, but like it was one of those things where like I guess it just wasn't what I was looking for at the time, and I never just took like the time to like dig more into it. Yeah, and, and Blur yeah. was like that for me too. Yeah, like, Blur, I, same I'm thing with you with Blur, on that. Yeah. But you. You said though you liked them though. Yeah, I liked them because also bands like Sneaker Pimps, which were UK based, like Sneaker Pimps, Supergrass, early Supergrass. Oh, I got in hell, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. when I got into that. And he was he was one of those friends that out of the pretentious record store guys, they always went. He was the least pretentious. He was pretty cool because he it's understood. Good to find one of those. Yeah, he was cool about it because he understood that where I was, I was searching for new music all the time. But Blur was part of that experience, and then Charlatans UK, and then yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Catherine's wheel, Catherine wheel. Okay, so that's where I got into that blur. But the reason why I that was kind of like my leg to stand on a little bit, but I didn't have much. But comparatively speaking to my next one at number thirty two, and this I again I don't understand the position on this at, at all. But number thirty two was Roots. You got me featuring Erica Badu, and this album, by the way, is getting re released. Yeah. Um, things fall apart. Yeah, things fall apart, and it's also an all-time great. Yeah, album. an all-time great album, and it gets buried in 1999 because with all this, the boy bands and everything, the roots get buried. 
Yeah, big time. They kind of always were though. Like yeah. that's that's their that's their lane, and I feel yeah. like they're good with it. Like they're right. they've risen to a a bit more of a popularity now, having been Jimmy Fallon's band for like yeah. the last right. decade or something, which is super cool. Like I'm I'm really glad that people are at least exposed to them. I hope people have actually gone and listened to their stuff because they're they're undeniably one of the best hip hop acts ever. Yeah, and this song, the instrumentation at the end of it, like just the, the whole drumming, the, just the, the whole bass breakdown. This song, I think at 31, is, I mean, it, you, you could say, well, Roger, if you look at it subjectively, that's pretty good considering all the songs on this list, but this was something, to me, at that time, different. Oh, totally. Comparatively coming from a tribe called Quest, the Red, and all that. Yeah, and this is this is definitely in that right. in that vein. But it's more... And it's, it's at 31. Yeah. yeah. I could go I could go a little higher. I think it could be, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm being nitpicky. Top twenty five at least. This is your picks. Like this yeah. is yeah. you can put it as high as you fucking want. I'm gonna talk Shit. about a song in a minute. I'm gonna put it number five. So. You know, I get it. it. I get what you're talking about, but I think <laughs> thirty one is appropriate for this. Yeah. I mean it's a ninety nine list and it's in yeah. the it's in the top third, you know. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's so I mean this good. this yeah. song like, is a really good song, yeah. but like I also didn't know this song in right, yeah. no, you know it's fair. Like, it what, wasn't it wasn't yeah. something that was like far reaching to me, you know what I mean? And that's why I would feel the same way about uh that blur song, you know. This part of the list is where it's like pet projects like these right, are right, right. these are where we are like digging in our heels about the stuff that we have come to love or did love then that wasn't as popular so yeah. you can make the argument forever that you yeah. want to put this like top 10 i'm not gonna tell you you're wrong because like i'm not gonna tell you, you you're wrong however either. you feel about these songs how you feel about i'm them. just telling you that 31 seems it like seems a, it seems like fair. A, a nice snug right fit it me. is it's impressive that it's it's as high as it is but yeah, I, gonna, I would definitely i mean between between what's there and what's available i'd push it up a few spots yeah here. i would push you know what i push that song and i would push even this song on the list period uh next movement like next movement's one of my favorite songs i love that song yeah and that's not on the list because they didn't it never charted i don't think well, not all the songs chart. Yeah, yeah, they had to be released yeah. as singles, oh, yeah. so that, that that's that really Blur the only qualifier. Didn't chart either. Yeah. It was just yeah. a single. It was a single. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But either way, God so, damn it, this band is so good. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was d- double double the roots here, but it's yeah. This song's this song's even better. This song's great. This yeah. album is great. Yeah, things fall apart. Yeah, if they are re releasing it, man, pick that up. It's fucking. It's still great now. Yeah, Tariq is so fucking undervalued as a rapper. Like he's amazing. And Black Thought. Hold Black it down. Thought, the same guy. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I always yeah. I, I always see him as Black Thought. My fault. My fault. Yeah, yeah, but Black Thought. He's yeah. that's his that's his stage name. I should respect that. Yeah. Respect the gimmick. Que- yeah. Quest Love, man. Sure, and Quest Love, yeah. fucking iconic. Yeah. You know, he's got the look. He's got the Afro yeah. pick. Everybody and, loves Quest Love. And you know what? And he's look, the guy that interacts with Jimmy Fallon. So right, everybody right. knows how who he is now. I love when the drummer becomes like the front face of the band. Yeah. Like yeah. in the popular aspect, you know. It's just, I I've always just been astonished at the dude's level of like knowledge of music in general. Like Who's he's that? a Quest Love. He's mm-hmm. a goddamn encyclopedia of just music in general. Like you hear him in interviews and when he talks about his influences yeah. and he'll like do things like cure like uh uh curated playlists and stuff yeah. for Spotify or he also for does some like things. DJing around yeah oh absolutely he's been DJing like forever like just, yeah you know, spinning he's, some tracks and stuff his, like. it's like the deepest well of shit that I can't even ever fathom like well, how can his, anyone know it's that it's his passion music? and it's yeah. his I know. job which it's like it, I would that be, guy's living his best life I know. for sure <laughs> I would be jealous if it wasn't so awe-inspiring like I can't even be mad yeah. like that's just amazing I don't know they 
they're they need to bring back rock and roll yeah. jeopardy you guys remember that <laughs> I, I love rock you know and roll who, jeopardy you know who did really good on that show was uh mark mcgrath from sugar ray yeah yeah, yeah he actually did because you're like who the fuck is this guy fly so high and you're kind kind of like oh fuck this guy and then he comes in and he's like i know everything yeah. about music yeah. and that's why i want to be in a band yeah but makes sense i mean sometimes sometimes you're sugar broken ray. and it needs to be broken by quest love <laughs> Um, Sugar Ray's on this list, right? Yeah, every morning yeah. is on here somewhere. Which is that song's okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we gonna can... sit here and talk about no. Sugar Ray. No. But did you have any? I'm sorry, Roger. Yeah. What else do you have to say about uh, about the Roots? Uh, that's it. That's just they. I think they're vastly underrated as a band. Period. But I uh, agree. yeah, the, you know. But uh, we'll we'll move to yours because I do want to get to our honorable mention because it's uh yeah the honorable the honorable mentions might be the bulk of this conversation yeah. because there's a shitload of them for all of us. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll be. I'll be brief about one because I want to talk about the other one more. Um, at number 90 on this list is new by no doubt. So this is the second time we brought up a song that was on the, <laughs> the very successful soundtrack to a very unsuccessful movie in go. If you remember that yeah. fucking movie from 1999, um, very Tarantino, like very fucking pulp fiction for teens. That, that movie yeah. wasn't Katie Holmes in it. Yep. Katie Holmes yep. and fucking my dude, uh, my dude Timothy Oliphant, and just a bunch of random people oh, yeah. from that time. The legend. Um, this song is my favorite, no doubt song, which is a weird thing to say really? considering it was yeah, a, it was a single released for this. It was a song for a movie, yeah. and I love that shit so much of this era of music. Like my favorite Rage Against the Machine song is on the Godzilla soundtrack. My favorite No Doubt song is on the Go soundtrack. Like, all of these random ass songs that just appear in one place and they are, that's where they live yeah, forever. Yeah, like one off. Yeah, yeah, like, and I think that they're great. Like, I love the tempo of this song. I like, I like that it it's kind of a controlled chaos throughout pretty much the entire thing. Like, the buildup is a while, but then, you know, it blows up in a minor fashion that is fun. And right. I've never been a huge No Doubt fan. Like, I enjoy them just as much as anybody else did in, like, 95, 96. But they weren't a band I was like, oh, they're the greatest thing ever. Like, I wasn't, like, a teenage girl that may have had something to do with it. But Yeah. I'm not looking at you directly, but I'm looking, but at, I'm looking you, at you. You know what's up. Yeah. And I will, I will yield the floor to you in a second. But I really, really loved this song the first time I heard it. I was like, why is this song so much more fun than everything that... Everything else I'm hearing from them, like, recently? Because, like... I thought that Return of Saturn album was pretty underwhelming and yeah. never really loved it. Yeah, it was. But this song comes out on the heels of that. And like, why is this song so great? It's when the you just put out, Yeah, when you yeah. just put out another record of shit I didn't care for. So, I don't know. This song is a jam, though. A jam and a half. Agreed. You know what? Not to mention, this is one of those songs, too, that if we had an opportunity to make an all-time soundtrack, i put that on there, honestly. Sure. Like, it's that good. And yeah, it has that, it's almost like they're taking a missing person's turn yeah, yeah, yeah. It has. It's wearing some of those influences on yeah. its sleeve a little bit more, but without not sounding like no doubt. Correct. This is a yeah. no doubt ass song. Yeah, you know, here we go with that guitar. Yeah, this. I mean, I loved No Doubt. Um, and when I say I love No Doubt, what I mean is I love Tragic Kingdom. Sure, that album was. I must have 
I must have wore it out somehow listening to it so much. I have like serious. It was one of the first CDs I ever got. I got it for Christmas along with a CD player and the Space Jam. Soundtrack. That was a ton of people's first records. I've yeah. had that conversation with people before. Like, I know. I, I noticed. CD. The same Sorry, CD. Yeah, it was their first CD. Yeah. yeah, because it was right around the time that CDs were becoming like popular and accessible to like everyone. For people our age. Yeah, for <laughs> like, people our age. Yeah. And I absolutely love Tragic Kingdom, and I love this song too because I think this was released in between. There's the next record in between the it was Rings of Saturn, right? Return, 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 of return of Saturn. I think this was released in between Tragic Kingdom and that record, and I think it kind of it sounds a bit like both. It definitely sounds like a song that was written in between yeah, those two yeah, albums. Yeah, right. this was the, that, it, that was that was next year. This yeah. song is so. That. This song for me was like so good enough where I, I was like, yeah, no doubt, it's got a new song out. But and it was, it was enough like Tragic Kingdom and like No Doubt Sound that I had come to know and love, where I loved it and I liked this song a lot. But it was still kind of giving you like hints of where they were heading towards, and yeah. you know. And it's fun. Like if we're yeah, gonna, if we're gonna use that song. metric it's again, like it's this is a No Doubt song. song. Yeah, like it's a it's a pretty breezy. It's like four minutes, but it doesn't feel like it. It's pretty breezy. Yeah. And like it's fun to sing. It's kind of fun to bop your head around to and yeah. air drum. Like it's, it's just a good ass song. Gwen Stefani sounding like Gwen Stefani. Yep. She's in definitely her. in her mode then. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this song. What number was it out? 90. Yeah. I could definitely live with this being a little higher. Maybe in the 70s. I, certain, like, I certainly it, it, wouldn't yeah, put it high, at 90. Too high or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. It should be further up the list. I'm not going to fight like Tooth and Claw and like say it should be like in the top 40s or something. Right, right, right. I'm I'm putting it 68 maybe. Yeah, I was going to say like 70s, somewhere in the 70s, nice. but I could live nice. with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could I could deal with that. No doubt. I just I just think it's kind of an underappreciated song. I actually theirs. had that written down initially as I was going to talk about that one. But I'm, I'm poaching all your stuff today. Yeah. Well, I poached some of yours. I poached most of. Yeah, see, that just means we're all we're all on the same similar wavelength. wavelengths. And that's that's not that shouldn't be seen as a detriment. Like we're, I know that we want to have like the most amount of stuff we can cover on these lists, but truth of the matter is, like we spend a lot of time with each other, and we've all listened to a lot of the same music because of each other. Like sometimes right. that shit happens, you know. Like you can't. There's some overlap. I can't bring people in here to defend the Dixie Chicks because I don't fucking know any of those people. So I think that's a good song, actually. Okay, I do too. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I actually, like, think Cowboy Take Me is a good song. I actually agree. So I'm, I never heard it. <laughs> it's, and it's, that's why you listen to Blur. <laughs> hey, I make up for the other yeah. side of that. Sure, sure. Roger's the guy who's going to come in and yeah. Like, so there, there is Blur. Yeah, I I could see how some people might be like, oh, but you're not talking about this. You're not talking about this. Like, well, we're not. Like, we just don't. We can't talk about all of it. So Sorry, we can't talk about the, the 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 culture impact that was honestly one of the greatest underrated bands of all time. S Club Seven. I, mean, <laughs> I know no, you're shitting, but fuck you. Yeah, S Club Seven was fight, super man. super popular in the UK, though, weren't they? Yeah, they were fucking yeah. huge. You put, you, I swear to God, don't do it because I don't want to have to back up on it. But if you put "Never Had a Dream Come True" on right now, I'd sing every fucking word of that song. Oh, but uh, don't. I was gonna put one twelve. I mean, like one twelve. I mean, even like. Phil, I, I, Filter was the one I was like, man, I really want to talk about that song. But we can talk about honorable mentions. We haven't. Yeah. I haven't even done my second one yet, right. so we'll we'll get to it. Um, so I'm gonna talk. A, I'm gonna talk less about this because I just feel like I should because I have to because I'm. I'm sad person. that you are though, but go ahead. So my last one uh, underrated is at number 29, which seems really high if you think about it, but it isn't. Um, is All Is Full of Love by Bjork. Uh, 
it should be well known by now if you've listened to this show in any music episode that we've done i find a way to bring up bjork most of the time uh it's probably because she's incredible and amazing and emblematic of everything that is wonderful in music and this era of bjork in particular is my favorite like the coming off the heels of uh homogenic or however you want to pronounce it homogenic i've heard it also pronounced so that was that was the year prior none of those songs were on the top 98 of 98 which is a story for another day but this song is on the 99 it was a single um it has an incredibly awesome music video if you have not watched it you need to watch it it's like fucking next level bonkers bjork is two robots bjork next level bonkers come on it looks like a, it looks like the robot from x uh, x machina yeah. yeah and it looks like that in 1999 yeah that's like, amazing yeah this video is incredible it's directed by chris cunningham i know everything about this video it's it's one of my favorites ever um but we're not talking about the music video even though you should absolutely watch it because it it goes hand in hand with how great this song is um this song is definitely definitely not <laughs> it de- look if I'm being fair, it shouldn't be as high on the list as it is. But what number is it at? Twenty nine. What good? That wow. being said, that being said, this is the very end of what I feel is the best of Bjork. I love everything she's done after this. I think all of it is amazing. But I feel like this and her end of the her end of the nineties, like her nineties in general, is like up there with level of production and quality of like a seventies David Bowie. Like of the output and re- you know compared directly to what it is you're doing and how much of it you're doing. Like Bjork's '90s are amazing, and I can't, I can't in good conscience not pick this song because it's one of my favorite songs. Like period. So I would again, it's a personal value thing over like a, you know, an of obs- being objective value thing. This song is top ten, top three. Okay. Like. Go ahead. Tell me no, to no, calm no, down. No, 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 no. I mean, well, yes, calm down. <laughs> Rain it in, okay? Like, here's the thing. I, You and I have discussed this at length before because you love Bjork and I don't. don't. <laughs> I, I, she is deeply, deeply fucking weird. And I love that. I appreciate that. I think that's great. I think, like, all of the visual stuff that she does is super interesting. She's been weird before weird was a thing. And I really like that about her. But her music makes me feel like I'm in a spa. And it should be, like, playing at low level in the background while I get, like, a hot stone massage on my feet. As if that's a bad feeling to have. It makes me want to go to sleep. It no, makes me want right. to go to sleep. All right. I, mean, I just I I will, can't. At I, some point, I will I will try to show you songs that you may not have already. that before. Have I? All right. Dave, we've been friends for a really long time. Like, you have, like, played me stuff before in, like, the car on our way back from the movies when we went to see John Wick Okay, that song was super sad, and I told you specifically that that was a super sad fucking song. But then you gave me other songs to listen to, and I just can't. (laughs) Like, I, every time I go to, I try, I've tried. It's not for, like, it's not for lack of trying, because I have gone to, like, random Bjork albums, and just, like, because she's got a massive discography. She has quite a she has quite a bit. And I've tried to like click on a random song and then like try to like listen through some stuff and I can't even get through like two songs before I'm yawning. Like yeah. I'm sorry. That's I just okay. I know I know it's good. And, like And I also like, know though that it is not 
It is not necessary for me to love Bjork to have everyone love Bjork. I know. I respect this. I'm not. I'm not knocking Bjork. Like I respect her. I respect her as a musician. She's had a long career. She's like I said, deeply fucking weird and bizarre, and I love that. She's super different from like most of the stuff that's out there. She is a fucking visionary. You can use that word. She is a vision. I'll I'll go ahead and use it. I'm not (laughs) denying that she's a visionary. She's got a lot of interesting things about her, but the songs I can't. I just can't listen to her songs and enjoy them. You know what's funny is that it was right right around the time we started hanging out again in the early 2000s right around the time I was dating my ex-girlfriend she got me in the Bjork and then it was like quiz, quiz, quintessential yeah quintessentially at the same time you were a big Bjork fan I, was. I it's true yeah. that was the peak yeah. of my fandom right yes. around the time you met me yeah and you and her both put that in my ear and I, I listened to it I still have not ever done a deep dive. I just don't really have an opinion of her. I like this song, though. It does remind me of whatever, if um, in terms of production-wise, it's really kind of like a like the, like the um, dreamy sonic sound I like yes, about it. this song sounds like sci-fi landscapes. Yes, it does. And, like, puts me in mind of that. Even with the even divorce from the video. Yeah. Like, it, it puts me in a different place. Yeah. You know, where there's just, like, a a current of, like, an, a misunderstood sort of, I don't know, like, Entity, I feel like it's kind I, of floating around. I feel like it's Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Some of the scenes yes. with this. This scene. song is Blade Runner. Yeah. The song. Yeah, it's it's sweeping the the car sweeping over the L A landscape kind of moment. But uh, maybe that's why I don't like it. Like it makes me feel like out of touch with reality. I don't know. Mm, you gotta expand your mind. Not man. that way. No. Yeah, no, you're fine. I'm sorry. I again, this is. I just want my hot stone massage. This, this okay. song is. This song is. It's more that I want to rate it higher because I know that she's not going to show up again. Like there's post 99 Bjork is a lot less accessible and there's, there are good things to that because like there is definitely still, it's, it's still art and it's still something I appreciate, but the more pop minded aspect of me has to remind myself that the good stuff that I can sort of point people to, to try to get them into, I have to hope that sticks because if it doesn't, you're not going to like Bjork after the 2000s. Like, yeah. right. it just gets stranger. Again, in a great way, How personally speaking. How old is Bjork now? Shit, she's got to be almost uh, 60. I mean, I know she's timeless. Really? Almost 60? Well, she's been doing shit since she's, the she's 80s. She's been around, Like, yeah. between her solo stuff and the Sugar Cubes, you know, yeah, prior to all that. She's had a career in music since she was a child. Like, she, you know, like, sang on television and shit in Iceland. Like, she's had a giant, extensive fucking career. Her... This song reminds me of a couple. This is where her and Kate Bush kind of cro- crossed together a little Similar bit. Similar comparisons. Yeah. She's 53. 53, Bjork. Yeah. So I was a little off. But yeah. I need somebody out there in internet land to recommend me some music from Iceland that isn't fucking bizarre. I like to me <laughs> everything that I hear. The that only other thing I could tell you is fucking cigarettes and. Yeah. I can't, I just, I know there's something out there. Maybe there's not. I don't know. I mean, it's they a had, fucking, look where it is. Like, that's the kind of music that's going to come out of Iceland. Like, yeah. that's just, that's how Iceland sounds. That is not. <laughs> In between there the was ice, a, yeah. um, their Eurovision uh, oh, entry God, this right. year yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I just, there's got to be something that isn't, I say bizarre, but maybe it's not bizarre to your ears. It's not bizarre to no, your ears. No, not at all. Dave, it speaks it. to me. <laughs> It is. It is. It is. My I want ears. something that sounds like Wonder Bread. <laughs> <laughs> like a, just just a package of Wonder Bread, Delicious all Joey. Yep. 
something comforting. I find <laughs> comfort. I find comfort in Bjork. I always have. So that she makes me uneasy. Like her really? music does. Oh, I don't feel that like way. Like I, all. I feel like. I mean, I'm, some of it, yes. But I it's feel by design. like I'm like, going to enter into another plane of existence and like discover something about myself that I don't want to know. I feel like you're just scared. Then yeah, I am. I'm scared. Gonna, that might be. What I'm it getting is. ready to play the final. Levels. I'm unpacking a lot of feelings right now, you guys. <laughs> I'm getting ready to enter another, the last level of Super Gradius 3 for Super Nintendo with this song. <laughs> I, uh, as someone who played an extensive amount of video games while listening to Bjork, totally apt. Yeah. Specifically Final Fantasy VII and Homogenic. Yeah. Those two things are tied in my head forever. I listened to, I listened and played each of them for hours and hours and hours, so they're inextricable. Interestingly enough, I listened to uh, Tragic Kingdom while playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that <laughs> lines a lot. up. Yeah. And those are that's a good pairing. Yeah, that's that is a that's the kind of comfort it you want from Iceland, <laughs> and you're not gonna get it. Eighth grade winter break. Yeah, those were that good was, times. That was my uh, my two weeks there. So I talked about Bjork. I feel very good about it. I'm happy to have finally gotten a, a venue to discuss her at length. Uh, she's the greatest. But there are other songs on this list that we haven't talked about as much, and we won't talk about extensively. But there are definitely several other songs that i'm sure we feel good about that we would want to mention roger i will let you start as you did specifically say you wanted to talk about filter which is worth talking about yeah the the, the honorable mention the two honorable mentions i had were black star featuring common respiration and number 68 black star like you mentioned earlier has come out with the new new track and again the most deaf and talib quality yeah. like the duo yeah and this song is like just really really good it's a really we won't um, we won't play the whole yeah, thing we're we gonna play it, play it. let's yeah, I, you know yeah. this is the honorable mention part yeah. we don't need to go all the yeah, way we're not yeah we're songs. not yeah we're not yeah we're not doing we'll that. play this while we talk about the rest of yeah. them how but, about that yeah there we go um it's a really good song i thoroughly this whole album if you what have a number ch- was it number 68 oh if you had a chance to listen to this album period i've sampled some songs some of the songs off the stuff in different productions if i have and i'm a big fan of the song so and then the other one was filter Take a picture, uh, which was at, in the '80s, I believe it was like '81, '82. And I thought it should be a little higher than that. That's a good song. And number twenty-six, "Heartbreaker" by Mariah Carey. The only reason why, <laughs> all right, <laughs> there's a reason why her. It's actually Madonna's "Beautiful Stranger" is the one. Now you're just naming all the songs on the no, list. No, no, no. The "Beautiful Stranger" is <laughs> an honorable mention, not not Mariah Carey. Okay, but I thought that the reason why I want to mention Mariah Carey's "Heartbreaker" video is it was her coming out after a divorce. From Tommy Matola. Yeah, I remember this being like Mariah's coming back. Yeah, because you know? she was like deal. on hiatus for a while. Yeah, and yeah. She and was all- doing a lot of promotional stuff on MTV. Like it wasn't just the video. I think they did a making of. Yeah, thing they did a whole bunch of stuff. It, yeah, they, yeah, they had like a premiere, like a like a world premiere yeah. thing for the video and shit when they used to do that. And that's when I discovered she had boobs because I had no idea she had boobs. <laughs> like it was just like it was just. Not to be gross or anything. But Pretty like, sure she had them enhanced right, right then. Yeah. That probably helped. Well, either way. She wanted you to see them. The reason why I mean, no shade to Mariah Carey. Yeah, no, she was wearing that low-cut halter yeah, top in that video. This was, this was yeah. definitely like... With those low-rider hey, pants. Yep. And that's when she came out and... What was it? A fight in the movie theater? Yeah. And she was playing her alter eagle, Bianca. Yeah, Bianca. <laughs> yeah, going back and forth. That Clearly, was I was a fan around this time. I know. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. But like, I look at Beautiful Stranger, which is a really good, I think, underrated Madonna song. And I like that song because also it's the opposite end of Madonna where the early 90s she was viewed as this sex symbol. Now she's doing like this. She's working out. She looks ripped. And Madonna's still like, that's a, such a good song. Too. Just a good. Another song, song yeah. for a soundtrack. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The so, Austin Powers soundtrack. Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. It was Austin Powers two. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are those are my, those two. But uh, her, it was just the the career parallel is this of it all. Just, yeah. Uh, like just the inversion. Yep. Yeah. Neither of those songs have ever done it for me. Yeah. Like if we're just talking about real minor, real quick, like yeah. it's just. I don't know. I thought Heartbreaker. Particularly Heartbreaker, but go ahead. I thought it was a good song. Like, it's, you know, whatever. I think it's, people it's like that good... song for Jay-Z. And yes, otherwise, yeah. it's whatever. It's true. Like, otherwise, it's fine. But I think it's definitely a weak-ass Mariah Carey song. Like, yeah. She's got a whole bunch of other songs sure. that are awesome. Um, same with Madonna. I thought Beautiful Stranger was... <laughs> yes, well. It's fine, yeah. I guess. Like, it, you know, it was enough. We but... keep teasing it. We're gonna do a fucking Madonna episode. Like, yeah. we have to. We need to. Like, it needs to happen. Okay. Um, but go ahead. Some honorable mentions, Lacey. I have an honorable mention. I think what I can't. I didn't write down what uh, what number it was, but garbage special is on here. Um, I think it was in like the seven, yeah, seventies. I think this is probably one of the weaker garbage songs, in my opinion. So I think it was fairly placed where it was. Um, oh, late sixties. It's like sixty six. Yeah, I thought it was fairly placed for what it was, but I just kind of wanted to gush on garbage for a minute. Sure. To be honest, because yeah, they're great. Um, Dave and I actually got tickets um, to go see Garbage. What was that? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah, Yeah, a couple years ago now. And we were kind of like giggling and like laughing about like, oh, I wonder what this show is going to be like. You know, nobody's heard anything from Garbage in so long. And they fucking killed it. Like they were so good. They sounded great. You forget how how many damn hits they had. You know, throughout the nineties. This song was fine. I I didn't love it or I didn't hate it. I think they had a lot of other good stuff that was better, but like they put on such a good show. I thought this particular song was appropriately placed. I know they had some other stuff that was a lot more popular and better in my Sure, opinion, but this is but still yeah. a, this is, this a, is good still a good song. Like, I but I felt song. fine that this was like in the 60s. I could even bump it up just a touch if 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 I was being honest, but um my other honorable mention uh, that By the way, this song is the basis for uh, Xbox game Sky Chefs or Sky Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I the other band, or excuse me, the other song that I thought was a little too like low on this list, like they needed to be bumped, moved up, was um, Sugar from System of a Down. Just because I think if, if you look at the rest of the list and like what was going on in music at the time, with the exception of like Rage Against the Machine, I think System of a Down is like delightfully out of place in this list. They are very, it's weird that they're I here mean, at all. It's, I'm it's, happy they are. It's like definitely a tease of like where music is going because yeah a lot new i mean limp biscuit is on this list and they are considered like new metal too but yeah. i think out of like a lot of the new metal acts that were like kind of coming on the scene around then like system of a down turned out to be like a really like different and amazing band that put out like some good stuff like for a lot longer than some of these other bands did i think it's interesting because this song would not you would not hear this and be like, oh, this is going to be the biggest band in the world in like three years. Yeah. Like where they just exploded out of seemingly nowhere yeah. with Chop Suey. Like that was everybody's first opinion of that band. But like a lot of people I knew have this record yeah, and played absolutely. the shit out of it. And, and like, it's a great record yeah, too. Yeah, I like it. And like this song is a fucking weird, fun song. Like I, it's like the weird misfit cousin that's on yeah, this yeah, list. Yeah. Like it, it seems so out of place until you like think about it. Like, no, actually it makes perfect sense that it's here. Like there was... Sorry, go ahead, Roger. I was gonna say, or that European neighbor that you grew up with that was always like you couldn't understand his English, but he was like he was cool. He was your boy, yeah. yeah he was yeah. cool, but he was your boy. But you always said like awkward things. You're like, oh, that's just Chekhov. You know, that's just the way he is. You know, like yeah. that's system of a down. Like the, yeah, kind you know, of. Remind me of uh, the the guy we used to hang out with and his sister. My, uh, the guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, System of a Down, there used to be a television show on MTV late at, I mean, it feels like it was late at night. It probably wasn't late by my standards now, but when I was 13 or 14, it was definitely late at night. It was called 120 Minutes. It was hosted by Matt. 120 Minutes And they played stuff on that show that was like off the beaten path. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was like rock and like weird shit and stuff that they would not play in the primetime hours of MTV. Without having, without really knowing you then, to think about it now... This makes perfect sense. Yeah. That this is that this is like where this begins. Okay, so like I used to I, like my mom would let me put the TV on as I was like going to sleep, but I would always like stay up for 120 minutes and I would listen to it at like a fraction volume so you could barely hear anything. And I specifically remember like laying in bed and it was on and they started playing this um System of a Down video for Sugar and I was I couldn't even hear it really and I was like this sounds like this looks interesting. Like, I think I need to listen to this. So I would get down really close next to the speaker on my TV and <laughs> stick my ear up to it and like turn the volume up a little bit so I could hear it. And I remember listening to this song and I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to love this band. And then they started playing them like in the mainstream. Like it made yeah. it to the radio and stuff. Yeah. So like this started off like for me on 120 Minutes, which is also where I discovered, I think around the same time I discovered Rammstein there. Makes sense. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of like bands that like before this stuff was like popular and out there for the masses and like on some of the rock and roll stations, um, it got played on 120 Minutes. And I thought 76, like for me, a little low on, I, I think this song was popular enough and it was like, it was weird for it to be popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like teasing what's to come in yeah, music. And definitely so I, I think it could have been yeah. like a like maybe twenty spots up, like on in the fifties. Wow, wow, that's generous. Yeah. I'm, yeah, hey man, that's what you put it. That's where you're putting it. Personally. I, yeah, I'm with you. So yeah, I, that's, I just talk that's about my honorable I just mentions. I just put Bjork in the top five. So I I, sure. I I can't say anything about where you put songs. Um I have a couple and they're coincidentally right next to each other at forty eight and forty seven. Um Window Liquor by Aphex Twin at no. number 47. This song has become almost like a meme in the past bunch of years because it was used in Grandma's Boy to great effect and like a movie where it's used kind of comedically and to like make fun of a character being a tool. But the song is great and the video is super memorable and weird and there's a uh, there's just a lot going on. I I'm not going to talk at length about the song because I the song kind of stands on its own merit. It's a it's a weird interesting like electronica song and i really like it and i like apex twin they're not the greatest thing in the world but i enjoy them i imagine you probably hate them and i can probably think of why so okay we'll just, why do you think i hate them i'll tell you off mic. oh is it because of one of my ex-boyfriends <laughs> yes no oh really all right yeah well, i don't i don't like them but it's not because of him okay so. fair enough moving on then right away to the next one which is the song i want to talk about real real quick before we get out of here um the art of storytelling part one by outcast from the potentially greatest rbl or hip-hop album of all time equimini i i wanted to pick this song initially to talk about it a whole whole lot i'm not going to do that because i feel like its placement on here is not off like it's being at number 48 is probably appropriate for where the rest of this list is also because this album technically came out earlier or later in 98 so it's like kind of that year too but 
this is just a great fucking song. Like, there's not much else to say apart from the song just being perfect, and it should probably jump up like ten spots. Like that's really all I have to say. Where's about it, it at right now? Forty-eight. I want to put it. Well, let's top put 10. it thirty-seven. It's my favorite number. It's going there. I'm not, so okay. This song should be thirty-seven. Honestly, top ten. Top ten. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad that you brought this song up because this is my favorite Outcast song. Yeah. Like honestly, you. It's a great song. You played it in your. We play, uh, the first time I ever heard it was in your car, actually in my car, and we're you're we playing this whole entire album, and I saved it. I spun on every mix. The song has made me like I I get teared up by hearing the song. I don't know why. I know that the content doesn't, but it's just a beat. I don't know. Well, it's but just like, a cool story song. Yeah, it is a, it's such a cool. Both story. of them are telling their own individual stories about yeah. a character, you know. And one of them is a bit more poignant than the other, but yeah. each of them are interesting. And like, there's just a lot of cool shit happening in this song. Yeah. And this fucking beat, this is beat amazing. is undeniable. Oh, like, it just, it just has you all moving and just feeling good yeah. about shit the whole time. It's so it makes you think, ridiculous. Man. It really makes you think. I'm sorry. This, I, I, I don't want to go too far along. Also, the video has puppets, yeah. which is like worth mentioning because yeah. puppets are great. <laughs> and I just, yeah. All right. So yeah, this song's a fucking classic. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm just gonna let it play for a second. <laughs> yeah, all right, we're all just, just listening here, to Outcast. Like, um, slow Bob in our heads. So. <laughs> so that was that was this. That was the best 99 of 99, as interpreted by your friends at Over Under Fair. If anyone wants to help us with this, please send us and comment on and rate your favorite songs of this decade. Like I said, this this year rather. We are going to put out our own list, our best of the rest of 99, that songs and maybe artists that weren't on this list, because there's a lot of them. We're not going to make it expansive, but we'll throw, a, we'll throw a handful of people to kind of get a sampling of what we were about then. And yeah, man, interact with us. Let us know where you, know, you might have moved some of these songs. If you don't like some of those songs, what songs are missing that you would want to hear, like, you know, reach out to us. We have all those platforms to do it on. You can hit us up on Twitter at overunderfair email us at overunderfairpod at gmail.com uh come interact with us at the make fun network uh facebook group that's where we do a lot of our our interfacing we're a lot of cool people in there uh top five of death and the boys and everybody they're yeah they got all the people talking so come in there and talk to us we're all in there under our own names but if that doesn't work for you come and interact with us on our own facebook group at the over at the overunderfair pod page but we still post everything there and we talk to people and stuff there too so no shortage of places for you to reach out to us. Rate, review, all those places you can do that at. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell they call it now. Uh, is it still iTunes? I don't know. There's two separate it's things. Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So, yeah. All those things. Like, please let us know. If, if you want to talk about the year of 1999 in music, we are here to talk to you about it. Because we, like you, are interested in this shit. So, I am Dave Roldan. Just don't tell me that Say La Vie isn't a great song. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Okay, yeah, that should be. I guess that should be mentioned. Then Lacey does not want to fucking hear that, <laughs> and that's worth it. And I, I likewise, I don't want to hear you tell me that Bjork isn't good. I mean, I I don't care if you say that honestly because I know levels, she's great. Those those yeah, two musicians. That's true. And the two the two opinions. So you're like, I like say I love you. And I'm like, I love Bjork. So the, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I guess that's fair. Um, but yeah, Roger, is there anything I'm forgetting or anything you'd like to plug? Follow follow, uh, follow us on Twitter. Over under fair. Sure thing. Okay, so that was that. So speaking for everybody, I guess, Roger, thank you again for doing this. I hope you had fun. Lacey, thank you again for doing this. Again, again, I hope you had fun. It's been a minute since you've done these lists. So yeah, yeah, good to have you. And uh, yeah, man, this is uh, Over Under Fair coming from the Make Fun Network, and we'll see you next time. Uh,